decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Mm, Can we talk predictions? Well, you you look like you're... You have a furrowed brow. You're squinting. Uh, I've just figured out uh, the entire geopolitical issue. I figured it all out. So we create these um, bio labs with gain of function research in Ukraine. And then we develop vaccines for whatever fucking virus is in them. And then we get into this international conflict with Russia. Now we're going to say that Russia has released this virus in Ukraine. And then we're going to have COVID-20 or whatever the fuck and we're gonna have to do this again <laughs> we're gonna okay. have to do it all again i'm, I'm like uh, a little bit behind whatever the twitter trend is right now and i've seen people talking about this but there's these apparently there are bio labs in ukraine and there's some dispute about whether there's u.s involvement and or funding <sighs> a la wuhan and now the state department earlier today has come out denying all of it i guess i i, I know very little about this but is that a general summary that I guess. I mean, but they did talk about it on their website in 2010. Hmm. So it's not like this was some big secret. Okay. And did you see Mark Rubio um, questioning? Ah, oh, her name just escapes me. Is it Nuna? Or I don't something? know. I, she I didn't was see like, it. She was like, yeah, we have um, we have biolabs in, in Ukraine. <laughs> we <laughs> being the United yesterday. States, the United States government. We have like we fund them or we have we, them. We fund them. Yes. Okay. Uh, my only skepticism about that, because of course I could believe it. And this is information that I'm finding out on the fly, but my only skepticism is would people really fall for it again? If we just get now it's some other virus that we have to totally alter our lives to, uh, to handle or flip side of that. Maybe they're counting on us being skeptical and this one's a real legit virus. So people like me will be like, yeah, I saw this one before. It's bullshit. And then I'll get it and I'll die in five seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess keep an eye on it and um, you have time to keep an eye on it. Or at least you're probably going to stay home because the Putin gas spike is going to keep you at home. I love Jen Psaki's line. This is the Putin gas spike, guys. I mean, yeah. guess what? The only way out of it is to put solar panels on your house. Once we all do that, we will be home free, exactly as Greta <sighs> dictates. I just Man, want to note it in a public forum that I said this because it's totally going to happen. Uh, I'll definitely keep an eye on this biolab thing. I see it's uh, on fire on Twitter right now. So maybe some people who call in can inform me because uh, I'm clearly a little bit behind on this. Anyhow, uh, you guys know how the call-in show works, at least most of you. If you are new to the show and you need um, instructions for how to participate, there are instructions in the description wherever you may be watching the stream. Uh, If you'd like to participate but you're having trouble getting in uh, or you'd like to participate but you can't do it live, you can send us an email question. The one and only place to do that is the contact page of the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact and look for the call-in show question form. We'll take your questions there. Uh, We'll take calls uh, for half-hour segments. We will catch up with your super chats every half hour and we'll get to your email questions at the end of the show as usual. 
anything else before we hop into it? Nope. Okay. Well, first call tonight is Zig Won't Die. Zig, are you there? Zig, what's on your mind? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, Hi. First caller, this is kind of crazy. All right. Lucky you. Um, yeah. Uh, last time I called, we uh, you mentioned that whole Carhartt incident. Um, we didn't really oh, yeah. get into it. Uh, there was something that kind of crossed my mind afterwards that I didn't really get to put out there. But, uh, you know, consumers are kind of taking Carhartt and uh, made it more yeah. of a label for themselves rather than... Wait, back up a little bit. We got robot so, voice robot for a man. second. Ba- can you back up to the start of that sentence? Ah, oh, jeez. So, I'm thinking that Zoomers have basically co-opted uh, Carhartt into a brand for themselves over time, and it's hmm. not really going to hurt them too much. Well, the story did kind of disappear. Carhartt appears to have yeah. weathered the yeah. controversy. If you went to their social media, their Facebook page, uh, their Twitter page for a while, like a week, it was just people rage responding to them. And I think that's kind of right. died out. And um I don't know. Well, we'll have to see. It's a, it's a bummer. It's, it's it was one of those instances where it's like, do you guys understand who buys your product? But maybe maybe you're right that. Um, well, you tell me when you say that it's it's become a Zoomer brand. Do you mean uh, what kind of Zoomers? Do you mean like the uh, I don't know right wing Zoomers, or Any do you mean is, no? Any of them yeah. see walking around with the beanies and shit? You know? Yeah, yeah. You're talking like more of a hipster type, right? So, so is, yeah, is Carhartt really too much business that way? Yeah. Is Carhartt like the, the blue collar working man brand uh, as, as a matter of like, like who buys more of their stuff, the, the blue collar working guy or the hipster young urban person? It might be. It probably is the hipster. Yeah. Yeah, it may it be. It sucks because they make really great products. They do. I agree. They and do. they have my Stop. husband's size and pants, which nobody, nobody else has. Hmm. All right. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it definitely does blow. One other you, thing I noticed with that too is that uh, it's all made in Mexico, so they got that going too. Yeah, I didn't it, really it, oh, is it really? That to begin with, it's probably yeah. better than being made in China. I don't, I don't give a shit anymore. It's it's yeah, really it's hard to find American-made anything, and of course it exists. But man, um, I've tried to become more China-conscious as as I can with my shopping since the coronavirus bullshit. But man, it's hard. Like almost everything. Yeah. And then if I have any lapses, like I got um at my organic grocery store, I got this uh this like supposedly non toxic um like soy wax melts because mm-hmm. uh, you know candles have all these chemicals and everything. And then I look on the back of it after I bought it from my organic grocer, and it's like made in the USA with global parts. <laughs> you shifty motherfuckers. <laughs> All right. Uh, any other thoughts from you, Zig? Um, nothing too much, but, but uh, Matthew Christensen, I'm here to take your bootlicking pooch to the task. That's right. I'm going to take the big boss man's nightstick and shove it even farther up your lovely turd cutter. I'll see Ew. you in Survivor Series, brother. Wow. I don't even know what that was a reference to, but I'm, I'm disgusted. I, I don't either. Um, but uh, many of those people uh, probably like the guy have that keeps paid. calling me uh, saying he's going to take you to task with absolutely no evidence. Of, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't know if it's the same guy, but we do get variants of, of that sort of caller once in a while. But uh, I appreciate the parody. 
All right, man. Well, thank you for the call. Have a great show and uh, take care. Bye. Bye. Okay. (laughs) Smitty's up next. Smitty, are you there? Uh, Hello. Yes, sir. No, Smitty. (laughs) Oh, I apologize. Don't insult him like that. Why? There's no fun on the Colin show unless I'm I'm insulting our audience. That's true. It is part Absolutely. of the bit. What's up? Hey, yeah. Um, I was on. I think was it a month ago? We were talking about the Freedom Convoy. Um, uh, yeah. Which I mean has completely died now. I mean, not really. I mean, there's still a few protesters that go to Ottawa. Like on I saw basis, they finally so. let uh, Tamara Lich out. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but um, yeah, and then there is the American convoy driving around the D.C. Beltway. I don't know yeah. what I haven't heard what's much really about happening it. there. A few of the streamers who were at the Ottawa one have gone to the states now to do that hmm. one. Um, but but anyways, that's not really what I wanted to talk about. Um, what I wanted to talk about was the state of of university and trying to get a degree and have a decent job in something other than trades it's like it's, it's really tough are you, <laughs> you know? uh, in school right now yeah um i went back to university last year um because i wanted to do education um but my goodness <laughs> it is so so much propaganda constantly oh, yeah. um i'm in a social justice class right now and i have Duh. to take it like i cannot avoid taking <laughs> it's it. one of those gen ed requirements or something yeah it's it's education for <sighs> for social justice is God, what it's dude. I didn't have that when I was in school our, our general education requirement was like classics of philosophy yeah you know uh, something yeah. that at least had historical significance and significance well, in terms of well, the this foundations is, this is of our society this to get into the ed program to be a teacher so it's, oh, it's God. more specific so you have to be thoroughly propagandized yeah yeah exactly right. um, and I'm almost considering changing my entire plan now to doing law but I'm what are you, what are you to trying to? Um, oh, so your plan is to become a teacher or an educator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and you're at an early main, enough stage where you could bail and cut your losses. Is that what you're saying? I mean, yeah, I could. I mean, part of the thing I thought about was just doing the degree and then taking that and doing law instead. <laughs> is this an undergrad degree that you're talking about? Yeah. It's oh, so you could year. you could power through this and go to law school afterward, no problem. Yeah. 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 I don't think we're doing. Yeah, because um, I mean, I'm in Canada, right? And Canada legal system is just a mess now. And, and I think hmm. the only way to do anything about it is to get in on it, right? Well, they're both pretty uh, pretty critical pieces of the fight. Um, yeah, they're going to say the, petty criminals. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're both uh, important pieces of the fight. The legal landscape, um, we need fighters there. But if you, well, on the school front, it's like. Do you want to fight for the schools or do we want to abandon ship and just homeschool private school, just cut the losses there too? Is it right. even worth fighting for anymore? Well, I've thought about doing like I, I used to work at a Christian school um, mm-hmm. as a, a, a TA and that was awesome. It was so good to, to do that because it was, you were able to get away from a lot of the propaganda because you're allowed to teach a lot of your own stuff, like a lot of separate things that are not in the normal curriculum. But what was frustrating about, I mean, the frustrating thing is that the school boards do not have your back at all as a Christian school. Um, but I don't know. I, I just, I just cringe so much at these classes. It's I, I had to do an assignment recently on this thing called 
the whiteness project i don't know if you've heard about this holy uh, shit are you serious i can imagine yeah but i haven't it's, heard about it's it. crt just cranked up to create like yeah. completely crazy and i'm supposed to and and the way this assignment is structured i have to take a position that supports it to actually do the what? assignment basically because i have to write about um these these people who are interviewed these like white people who are talking about their privilege and then I have to say what they did that um, is perpetuating white privilege and what, what? they did that converts it. Oh, God. <laughs> I knew you would hate this. <laughs> well, I mean, so. man, um, that this is quite a sacrifice to make in, in pursuit of that degree. This is not critical thinking. This it is hurt, plugging yourself into it. the system. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's um, a tough and one. like after I did it, I couldn't like I couldn't even go to bed very easily. Like it was hard to because I just kept thinking about like how angry I was about doing this. Well, what would happen if you wrote a paper that just deconstructed every premise presented? Like sincerely, I don't, I don't think I would probably. I don't, I don't know if I would pass. Like well, it might be an interesting test. Yeah, if if the I, I have terms for them in if the classes. terms for passage are you will believe X. I mean that that's not. They're not producing mm. critical thinkers. Oh They're gosh! Not. At the very not. beginning of the course, one of the things that just stated in the "how to succeed at this course" thing was: if you don't understand the topics that we're discussing, you may lack university level skills. That's what they said. Right. So it's just club membership. It's not actually well, intellectual like, rigor. Yeah. They're basically like either you come to understand these ideas, or you're too stupid. Like that was their, more like their you're an outcast. Yeah, you're an undesirable. Yeah. But they might they might imply that you're dumb. Sure. Yeah. Oh my um, god. Okay. And, and also the the prof in that class uh, openly talked about the freedom convoy and how in her mind the reason the police didn't start stop it sooner was because they're all white. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was like, have you seen BLM protests? Have you seen the the pipeline protests? Like, yeah, they're. <laughs> You know, yeah, the the amount of of violence that exists there, like in comparison, where there was almost none at the Freedom Convoy. I don't know. Well, uh, do you? Godspeed if you decide to power through this. Um, well, I'm doing it now. I've already paid for it, so I'm just keeping yeah. going at the moment. But and I suppose if you're do what if you you're have to do planning on that law degree, this is one path to get there anyway. So it's not necessarily a dead end. Yeah. But well, man, nice is it a is, short-term sacrifice to make for a long-term plan, if that's what you go with. Yeah. Well, I've got one class that saves me this semester, and that's a film class. It's, it hmm. makes my whole life a lot is easier. Is this the one, the one kind of gen ed of this sort of bullshit that you have to take, or will there be more? Oh, uh, I mean, I don't know what it's going to look like when I get into proper education. Well, cause, it's a wild card. Yeah, because as soon as I s- switch over, who knows what the rest of the education-based classes are going to be like. Hmm. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, my film class saves me. So, And if you're looking for a good film, I know you guys are doing your film reviews. Uh, uh-huh. Check out 12 Angry Men. All right. I've, heard it's, I've heard it's excellent. Oh, what's the movie this week? I can't remember. Uh, Born Identity, which I just watched oh, that's today. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 12 Angry Men is the one about, like, it, it's a jury or something? It takes place in one yeah, room? It's is a, that, it's yeah, it's a, a jury meeting about... Hmm a murder case it's, it's okay. very interesting i've heard it uh it might have been on blonde's original list way back when i can't remember was it in there i don't think i've so. seen it the original 1940s one i mean not the i've 90s. seen it referenced somewhere so it must have come up at some point somewhere else but mm-hmm. all right man well thank you for sharing uh 
your experiences yeah. in the belly of the beast. And um, Godspeed. Thank you for yeah. fighting the good fight. Nice if that's the path on. that you take. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, on the topic of, of critical race theory and education, it's um, one of those things where they, they say it's not happening, but also it's good, which is a very yeah, weird exactly. thing to take. One of the things I, or one, a weird thing to say, one of the things I want to talk about of that theme on Sunday is, is Florida has just passed this uh, so-called don't say gay bill, which means, you know, just don't talk about weird sexual deviancy to my uh, kindergartner. That'd be great. And they interviewed. Oh, I thought a, you were talking about uh, being unable to call people fags. Like <laughs> I was a little miffed for a second. Okay. In fact, yeah, the next level of the law will be teachers must ridicule students and call them faggots. Yes. <laughs> that, that's exactly. the next uh, the next step here. But they interviewed this lesbian teacher I saw on the morning news this morning. And she said, I would never discuss sexuality with young kids. And then there was like a minute of other inter, uh, interview filler. And then she said, well, and then the interviewer said, so what happens if um, let's say there was a gay kid who felt like he was too scared to talk to his parents about this. If he came to you and asked you questions, you wouldn't be able to, to answer them, would you? And she goes, no, I would not be able to answer them. And that's a shame. And it's like you just said you never would. But also it's bad that you can't. But you can't. Yeah, it's the same sort of logic. This doesn't happen. But also it's good that it does. Okay. Awesome. I mean, this of all the controversies, it's like um, not discussing tranny stuff with kindergartners is not that controversial. We need to treat, we need to teach them basic reading, writing, arithmetic type skills when they're very young. Well, and, no, we need to get back to our great grandparents' world of one room classrooms. Yeah. Um, and, and this entire public education thing needs to stop. I mean, do you know what occurred to me the other day that kind of bummed me out? So I, I walked past this like kindergartner preschool group being led by a, a man and uh my immediate thought was like oh that guy's a pedophile like for sure <laughs> like major pedo vibes he was just like a normal dude you know um and then i i realized like if you don't want your kid to be taught by a dude then it only leaves these stupid stupid women to teach them <laughs> so like there has to be some degree of acceptance of men teaching young children and like i don't like that at all but i don't like the alternative either and so the only real thing you can do is homeschool your kids that's true. You know, we were having this same conversation about um, pediatricians, actually, because it's like, oh, yes. all right, on the one hand, kind of skeptical of an adult man who wants to, like, handle children all the time. Yeah, on but the like other some, hand, some men legitimately are, like, really good with kids. And yeah. in, a, in a world that wasn't so fucked up, we wouldn't just look at them and be like, pedo. That's yeah. Someone has to be a pediatrician. So it's like. Yeah. You, you want the chick doctor or the creepy man? <laughs> I know. And why is that what we have to choose here? <laughs> a chick doctor. I mean, why is that a thing? Well, you got to pick one. You know, it's a it real, I mean, it's a real difficult be. choice. Although my pediatrician's fine and she's like an older lady and she's got a bunch of kids. So. Hmm. Anyway, uh, I got to get back to the calls. Ranch Someone in the live chat said. I've met some smart women. Lol. That's hilarious. Yeah, I'm sure you have. I'm like half joking, you know, uh, obviously we're taking our son to a pediatrician. So, you know, I. I, I yeah. It, can any field be trusted that's staffed primarily by women? Well, I, I guess, seriously speaking, there are so many weirdos in society now not just sexual predators, like people who want to touch your kids, but people yeah. who want to 
instill these sort of weird deviant values into your kids. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm really skeptical of. It could be a teacher. It could be a pediatrician. It could be any of them. They're everywhere. And they're in all sorts of legitimate professions. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Ratchet Republican, can you can you hear us all right? I can hear you. How are you guys doing? What's on your mind? I know we've had some technical difficulties the last few times, so thanks for being patient. Yeah, my my little ratchet get up. (laughs) (laughs) The old tin can setup, but we can hear you loud and clear this time. Yes, I'm so I've taken a little break from politics because it's been been really bad in these couple couple uh, weeks. Yeah. I I wanted to get into the whole um what you were just talking about, the whole uh don't say gay bill. Mm-hmm. And I I I I I don't understand why people have a problem with this bill. Um I had a friend and I I just want to so I'm gonna say something that's very controversial. Sexuality is uh is manipulated by the brain. If you can manipulate someone's mind, you can manipulate their sexuality. I used yeah. to have a friend when I, I used to have a friend who was when I was younger, and his fetish or what you call kink was seducing straight men. Yeah, was to, was to do clubs. what? What with straight seducing men? Seducing straight men. Oh, okay. So he's a gay guy who tries to like convert straight guys. Well, turn them out. Turn so them he out. He would go to yeah, that's the gay term. Turn them out. Meaning he make them gay, gay or what does that mean? No, no, no. He would go to gay bars and go to good clubs. And yeah. he, would, he was very charismatic, very handsome, very charismatic. And he would seduce men into having homosexual acts. Okay, yeah. The reason, he, the, re, the reason he was able to do this was because he was able to manipulate people's minds. You can manipulate the mind. You can manipulate their sexuality. You're telling me that he was successful why, at this regularly? very successful. He would pick yeah, up I mean, straight guys and... He and would su- pick up straight guys and he would... Some guys you would swear on your mama who wouldn't perform those acts. He and this was doing this it. was like their first time gay act with this dude. That's correct. Wow. Yeah. Okay. He must he have been very master, charismatic. He was a... Yeah. Master manipulator. Okay. And... Would he do it in I, one night I, or over time? Like, he meets a guy and it takes X... How long to uh, seal the deal? No, it wouldn't, it, wouldn't be that, it, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be that one night. It's, yeah. It's, it's over a period of time. It's, gotcha. It's not overnight. No, no. Yeah. Um, so when I think back and I say, you know, if somebody can do this to a grown man, can you imagine what these teachers are doing to these kids? Kids, yeah. Teaching these ideologies, imprinting on these young minds, uh, sex and sexuality. Yeah. And the thing is, the, the thing is, is that there are two types of homosexuals. In my mind, there are two types of homosexuals. There are homosexuals that are innate, that they naturally have same-sex attraction. Right. And then there are homosexuals that are turned out. Hmm. These are men who are probably molested as children. Yes. Groomed. And um, a lot, a lot of these people come from people who are teachers who have manipulated their minds, and they're making homosexuality look like this cool thing, this alternative thing. It's you know, it's fantastic, it's great, it's so much fun, and it may alter the the direction of their lives permanently. Yeah. So it's 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 very very dangerous, and I don't understand why. The gay community, which has been fighting the perception of them being pedophiles and the perception of them 
trying to come for your kids are not promoting this bill. Yeah. I don't understand why they want to why they're on the side of people who want to groom other children, yeah. people's children. I mean, I, I was always on board with the concept of being left alone. Hey, man, we just want to be left alone. We're not doing anything that affects you. All right. I get it. Yeah, fine. Um, but but it seemingly inevitably it leads this way. It has to be part of uh, some sort of school curriculum. But they also deny that it's happening before you got on. I was talking about this teacher interview I heard where she said I would never do this. But also it's a problem that I can't do this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The problem that I have is if you believe that sex is supposed to be taught to a five or six, seven year old or it's gender identity. Yeah. Then you teach that, teach that to your kids. Well, yeah, it's, don't, it's, um, you, don't, would, don't spread your moral, moral standards to other people's children. Yeah. That's and it's, not right. it's like whatever your opinion on, on homosexuality or transgenderism, that's almost irrelevant to this too. I, I am not in favor of say like teaching kids how to put condoms on bananas in kindergarten, right. regardless yeah. of whether we teach them that it's for heterosexual activity or anything. I just, that's not necessary for a child that young. And, yes, and frankly, I, like, it, it, you know, if, if my, if my kid had questions like that and, and felt like, for whatever reason, he or she was threatened by me and wanted to seek consultation of a teacher. I still want that teacher to inform me. If yeah, my exactly. if my son or daughter yeah, feels yeah. like he can't talk, he or she can't talk to me about it. I want the teacher to tell me that so that I can figure out how to talk to them about that issue because it's going to come from me, not that teacher. Yeah. Even if I like that teacher. Yes, you're absolutely right, and this is what this is what leads to 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 to. And I, I do believe that uh, that uh, the heteronormative or the heterosexual lifestyle should be what is promoted, and what is uh, promoted in children, and it should allow the natural progression. As I said you shouldn't be teaching kids sexuality, at, whether it be straight, gay, whatever, at, at that age, young age. Yeah. At, at that young age, and I, I believe the bill doesn't go far enough. It should entail, you know, high school and and, and um, more more older kids but uh it's 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 damaging children it's infusing in them things that they don't have no they don't have the mental capacity to process yeah and it may be it may be damaging and it may be altering their natural progression of healthy sexual um uh activity or healthy sexual lifestyle yeah and that's very and that's incredibly dangerous so that's why i support the bill and what this bill has done, it has it has exposed the people out there who who don't care about uh, who says that they care about inclusivity and all this nonsense. They're using that as a shield to come for your kids. These people are yeah. coming for your kids. Well, remember yeah. the San Francisco Gay Men's Choir made the song to that effect, highly produced yeah, song. And will convert your children, and they actually meant it. They actually yeah. meant it. And then later they you took it down. Oh, it was just a joke, guys. It was just a joke. Calm down. Yeah, I bet. I bet it was. Ugh. Yeah, and I, I used to believe, when I used to be a progressive, I used to believe that this was being used as a tool by the religious zealots to discriminate yeah. against gay people. But yeah. now I've realized that they were right. They were right, not, yeah. Oh, I, same thing. It, I always it, talk about how... Rick Santorum. I used to laugh my <laughs> ass off at him. He was a crazy guy. Yeah. And here and now he's just sitting there yeah. saying, just yeah. wait for the dog marriage. It's coming. People marrying dogs any day now. And he's going to be right. 
Yeah, and I just want to end on this. Yeah. That, you know, the majority of gay people do not do do agree with this bill, but they are afraid to speak up because I, gay, I hope that's the true. Gay, it's the, the gay it's the gay activists yeah. that are the ones that are speaking up for us. And they don't speak for us. And I, I hope that's true, I but hope, but if if it is, then someone's gotta find their voices and really make that known because you know again yeah. i'm i'm absolutely yeah. with the principle of being left alone so long as you're not violating the rights of others when you start talking about indoctrinating kids you are well into that territory and that's where they're that's uh, where yes. I, um that's where the gay people who just want to be left alone are really going to lose uh right are going are gonna to lose what the what they have in that regard so yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 depressing, but you know we have to fight and just keep fighting. I mean, because it's you know if we if we don't if we don't defend our kids, then we don't have a country. You know. Well, yeah, we that's that's true. Society. You're doomed. So, uh, that they are yeah, your future, doomed. and if you don't uh, raise them right, then your future is uh, is doomed. Funny. So yeah. Yep. All right. Well, uh, thank so, you for the call, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. I was talking to you guys. Have a great night. Yeah, that's uh, that whole story is just baffling. Just the absolutely rabid um, opposition to it. And I, I encountered a clip on Twitter. Uh, I will probably play it on Sunday. I, I've I've kind of joked before that I've seen various antics of women in politics that have convinced me to your perspective on the nineteenth over time. This one, uh, I don't know if I already found the final the final uh, event or the final uh, piece of convincing in that regard maybe i did in the past but anyway so the florida senate democrats tweeted out this video of i guess florida state senator women walking around with a bunch of lgbt activists with blue hair and signs and the women were chanting what what sounds to me like smoke on the water dun 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 dun, but they were chanting hey 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 my daughter's gay hey 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 gay gay and and then they went gay and i guess their point was the bill is don't say gay and look at us chanting gay as That's though any even of, creative i it was it's horrible but i, I i'll have to show you the clip subjugate us That's what we need <laughs> get back to the old ways we need to be subjugated by muslims apparently because i don't think american men are going to do fuck all about this oh there you know the meme of the who's the one black guy the meme where he's rubbing his hands and he just can't wait that's the Muslims right now. They just can't <laughs> wait to get in here and subjugate some women back to where they belong. I know. I know. Anyway, um, let's take a break. Um, good on DLive. In, Thank you guys over there. Incompetent hand says, just diagnosed with a condition where I see masks as baseballs. Bats didn't cause Rona, but they will end it. Hopefully wow. it isn't contagious. Wink, wink. At least Florida has banned Brian Stelzer in school. That. That little guy. Did they, call did him they the do that? Contender. You can't play CNN in school. I didn't see that. I think it's because of the gay thing. What is that? What does CNN have to do with that? No, I don't know. I'll have to look into that. That's news to me if it's if that's accurate. But okay. Uh, a didn't you say Florida was this gay bill? Yeah, but I didn't hear anything about CNN or Brian Stelter. No, I think he's just making a joke about banning oh. Brian Stelter in school. Stelter in school because he's a homosexual. Um, no, he is. A, he's a family man, Brian. He Stelter. is. Yeah. Uh, don't be putting no banana on me in front of no kids. Uh, yeah. Just 
just leave the bananas out of, out of kindergarten, all right? Unless they're chopped up and in a, a Ziploc bag of snacks. That's it. Exactly. Krasenstein. Yeah. Um, State Department on Twitter. Fact, we have no bio labs in Ukraine. Okay, thanks for clearing that up. I definitely believe you guys. Also, you guys, kind of cute. Kiss, kiss. Yeah, really. Like, I'm supposed to believe this uh, or anything the government says. It's just it's, so obvious what's going to happen. Like, and the most annoying thing about this isn't that I might die from a really virulent virus in future. It's that I'm going to have to do another lockdown. I just can't believe critical mass of Americans would sign up for that again. Of I, course they would. People here are clearly oh, retards. Oh, my God. You're probably what right. What if it's a I legitimate virus, it, though? Yeah, that's yeah. Like we were saying at the top, um, maybe that was all conditioning to get us to yeah. think this is bullshit to make us vulnerable to the actual thing that that is going to be like a smallpox type thing. And we all just die on contact. Whatever. Fine. I'm a woman of faith. I can go at any time. <laughs> yeah. We're good. I, I suppose uh, talk about what's going to finally convert me. If we, uh, maybe that's it. If we do this whole virus fear porn thing again, fuck it. All right. Jesus, yeah. I'm yours. I've joined. Uh, whatever this is, I'm not a part of it. Maybe that'll be it. I think we're good over on Tippy Stream, but let me double check. Yeah, we are good. So let's uh, let's hop back into the callers. And thank you to the chatters. We will come back at the top of the hour for you. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Next up is a name I can't pronounce. Something chipmunk? Digital yeah. chipmunk? There we go. There's no vowels. <laughs> I think I got it, right? Uh, yeah. What's on your mind? So um, I, I called in originally a couple months ago when it, well, you know, during the Djokovic situation. Oh yeah. And, um, I, you guys didn't really cover much of it, but it's the, you know, following that on social media, specifically on like our tennis and kind of just how, just how poorly people represent the facts you know, got me thinking a little bit just about how destructive social media is in general. Yeah. So like something that I, um, I don't know, like realized a long time ago, one of the biggest issues with social media is that when you have these debates between two random people, nobody knows how old the other person is. Right. So you'll <laughs> That's have like, true. a 40 year old, you know, talking to like a, 12 year old as if they're <laughs> peers right yeah and you know and the thing is it's like it's a problem from both sides because on the one hand you know you can never argue with a 12 year old because they're just they don't have the intelligence at that point they don't have the maturity to have a real conversation you're forgetting and about so, self though hashtag right. not all no. <laughs> so doesn't really so, debate though she's just like a master you know, troll comedian. Why would she debate? She's right about everything. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't mean to divert back to your point. Yeah, no, no, no. And so, and it's bad for the 12 year old because they have absolutely no respect for the, for the, for the username, you know, like they yeah. would for like an adult. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I see and, what you're saying. And so like, I think just social media has caused our social skills to devolve, you know, because yeah. we end up kind of, arguing the lowest common denominator right you know so yeah that, so yeah. basically we become 12 year olds on the internet and, it, and, it, and unfortunately it doesn't end at the internet like it, it eventually starts to seep into culture in general 
Yeah, I do think that um, maybe that's part. I mean, I think in general, in our in our interpersonal lives, too, as a result of that, we're so conflict averse that um, that we do, we don't know how to handle disagreement or conflict with a real person in real life in the flesh. And so we just kind of become passive aggressive. We hide from those things. Uh, those problems never get resolved. And we just go on the Internet and talk shit. And it's I, I, I appreciate and understand the value of having all the world's information available at your fingertips and having these sorts of debates uh, able to be had among people anytime, anywhere, and really have the ideas hash it out and and find the truth that's not centrally controlled by some uh, some central power. But your point is taken that there's a certain value to knowing that if I say something really shitty to some guy, he's probably going to punch me in the face. Yeah, and <laughs> um, and that maybe there's a certain level of of respect and assumption. Uh, of decency that I should have about the guy that I'm talking to. Otherwise I get in trouble. And when you remove those consequences on the internet, uh, you can say a lot of things that wouldn't really work in everyday daily life. And there's a lot of social lessons that are lost as a result of that. So uh, yeah, I, I can absolutely see the point that you're making. For sure. And then, you know, and like I said, just the fact that, you know, that, that, that these age groups don't know you know don't know what the other age is yeah it it just it just it just takes that you know the sort of the social language that body language that we have eliminate is eliminated right and so um so specifically like you you know kind of bring it back to the beginning when i was talking about you know the Djokovic situation you know i was having a conversation with um i say a conversation you know like a like a like a social media argument <laughs> yeah yeah you know with someone about about you know the specifics of you know they after after the the whole thing happened there these there these um i guess it started with an article that like the bbc wrote that said that um his the serial numbers didn't match or something hmm. um or were out of sequence for his covid test because i don't know if you guys know what happened but you know he had tested positive for COVID in December and then tested negative and got an exception to come into the country, you know, and then was kicked out because the minister of immigration or something, you know, didn't, didn't like the whole situation and has the power to do that. Right. That's, that's the, that's the 10,000 foot overview. So they were kind of changing the rules on him on the fly. Is that what was happening? Well, yes and no. I mean, ultimately the minister of immigration basically had the power to just do whatever he wanted. So the rules didn't matter. Yeah. So, you know, and then because of, you know, some social media posts he made, you know, the the fact that he had tested positive for COVID in December had come into question and people were questioning, you know, his vaccination um, stat or sorry, not the vaccination, the, 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 because he's not vaccinated, right? Like he's publicly Mm -hmm. not vaccinated, but they were questioning, you know, the actual validity of his test results, you know, and, and making claims and it's still, you know, I mean, and anyways, I was just having I was just having a debate about the facts, right? And you know, and then and then it kind of occurred to me like the way that this person's responding, I don't know that this is really an adult <laughs> that I'm speaking to, yeah, right? Yeah. Like what's the point? You know, this isn't good for either one one of us. Like I'm not I just kind of stopped responding. Yeah. Anyways. No, I I've reached that point. Obviously, I think the internet is a fantastic tool. I, I 
for what we're doing right now. And that's the reason that I use it. But I've sort of realized that when it comes to, say, Twitter fighting or potentially even like hostile emails or something like that. It's like, um, am I bet? Am I really better off if I engage in some sort of fight with a person? I have no idea who that is, like you're talking about. Or you know, do I just stick to what I do? I use the Internet as a place to say what I think and to talk to other people about yeah. it. And I just kind of leave it at that. And um, if you that's the approach that I've kind of taken, if you kind of consciously minimize that sort of anonymous hostile engagement, I think you get the best of what the Internet has to offer without wasting time in the worst but, oh, for um, sure. And as and as individuals, you know, we can make smart decisions about how we handle social media. But it's 100%. so fun, though. Like, I'm sure if you're talking to people on Reddit, you probably get stuck in the same loop where it's like you're in that one of those epic Twitter fights or something. And you're kind of like a refreshing waiting for that person to respond. <laughs> like, I'm going to get this guy. Yeah. Um, but then an hour goes by. You're like, what the hell did I just do? What do I have to show for this? Right. Why did I do that? Right. So, so no, I mm. exactly. And that's, you know, like I said, as individuals, we can make those choices. I'm yeah. just saying like as, as a whole, like social media on the whole, the way that it is, you know, it, it, I think it, it's, it is destructive to society or at least to mm. some degree. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't know that I would say it's unbalanced. It's destructive. I mean, you can make that argument. Um, it has, it has its, obvious downsides like you're talking about that I think have to be consciously avoided or minimized to be used properly. And you're, you're probably right that a huge amount of people, if not most uh, don't do that and indulge yeah. to uh, a certain point of vice. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, did you have any uh, closing thoughts before we let you go? No, um, just actually, I appreciate you guys, you know, the show that you do. Um, you know, I heard about this from a comment, from a comment, from another thing. Right. So it's like, I, hmm. you know, it's one of the, one of the, um, I mean, you fringe sides of the internet, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the, one of the good sides of the internet, but, uh, yeah, yeah I appreciate what you do other than the movie reviews, which kind of sucks sometimes, but no, 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 no. <laughs> that's a joke. That's a joke. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, you're, enti- you're entitled to that. That's the point. Yeah. yeah they're supposed to be hateable. All right. <laughs> All right. Care, uh, thank guys. you, man. So, yeah. Let's see. Uh, next up is the short version of the N-word guy. Hello there. Mr. N-word, what's on your mind? Good, good. How come you never ask if, uh, if uh, like, are you there, you know? Uh, Do you? I, I mean, yeah. I guess that's implied when I ask you what's on your mind, but are okay, you looking for okay. a specific so it's, greeting? It's nothing or sp- about, like, my name and then saying, are you there? Well, I uh, Susan might have my head if I say your name. So, uh, okay, it's just, just the short just... version of the N word. That's your name. <laughs> well, we were seeing if uh, if the two are put together or uh, how it sounds exactly. The two of what? Well, my name, and then uh-huh. are you there? Subsequently, ah, I I see, I see. Short version of the N word. Are you there? That's a dangerous. <laughs> that's a dangerous thing to say. I see, but uh, you know, I can't. I can't be baiting Susan on your behalf, Mister Short Version of the N Word. So you will have to carry on with your thoughts for the evening. Okay. Um, I the main topic that I wanted to talk about there was the whole memory hole of the truckers. Yeah, yeah no I, one's talking about this anymore. Yeah, and this just seems like a constant problem, and I'm not exactly sure how we get over that. And, like, 
even talking about like when you know you we always have this conversation when is it appropriate to like take up arms against your government and stuff it's like yeah maybe when they start seizing your property and you know uh banning you from making any living to protect your family and all that jazzy stuff Mm -hmm. but then it's like okay well what if they only do that for like three days it's like well that was three days and then and then people you're like well what are you supposed to do are you supposed to forgive and forget or or do you still do something i don't know uh yeah again i wish people would think about it in the context of any other relationship if your friend or your spouse or your girlfriend or whoever only stole from your wallet for like a week yeah would you say well uh, she kind of stopped after that right uh right. yeah but you probably should have a very serious conversation about that happening even once yeah. and uh it, it probably should never happen again if it did that would that would be the only acceptable terms to carry on with that relationship and right. if she said well you know I might have to steal 20 bucks out of there the next time it's really important. You'd say, no, I can't trust you. We're not going to date anymore. Yeah. Yeah. The same logic applies to the government. No, I can't trust you. You're not a legitimate government anymore. Yeah. And it's like, like, I I guess to go like a little bit further, it's like, what, what if it's just like, Hey, stole 50 bucks off of you and you can pay for that dinner, but I put the 50 bucks back in your wallet to later. Ah, yeah yeah <laughs> it's like whoa well and that is that whole concept is such a dangerous one too do do you have a right to your property or do you enjoy your property at the permission of the government of the government yeah uh if the latter you you really own nothing and i know that the argument would be made um presently we talk about the IRS's ability to seize your property or anything else or property tax as a concept. Do you really own your property regardless? Um, you can make the argument that we don't under those circumstances. And I probably would agree with them. But in this case, you're not just talking about taxation. You're not just talking about penalties for quote unquote crimes of not paying taxes, things like that. You're talking about them just deciding they don't like you and they're taking your shit. Yeah. This is an escalation beyond what happens in the U S and, and um, if you don't, well, I guess it's we're on the path to their dream future, right? You will own nothing and you'll love it. Yeah. That's what yeah, they but want. I also don't really know what the appropriate response to this is. Like, I, like so I go to, you know, some COVID lockdown mandate protests all the time. And mm-hmm. you can definitely see it in the crowds as, as far as like when the emergency act was first enacted. It like that was probably one of the biggest crowds that I saw. Good, uh, just in my local uh, city, and then later, like when the things were revoked, the crowds were definitely a bit smaller. So I, you know, I just not entirely yeah. sure. And the thing is, Trudeau's had multiple scandals for the whole time yeah. that he's been in here. And nobody seems to give a shit. When's Even though some of them are racially based, it's like, come on. Oh, his blackface is like one of the hardest should... core blackfaces I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Seen. He's like Nairobi black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every, yeah, I don't every single that square one the most offensive. What like, was the, the other thing one? Is, uh, he gave $10 million to a Canadian terrorist, in my opinion, Canadian terrorist. I didn't hear about and that. Like, what's what's the story on that? So that's the Omar Kadar. Okay. And so what happened there was that Omar Kadar was like a kid that was taken by his father to Afghanistan, I think. Mm-hmm. And while he was there, 
where he was growing up and i think he was by the age of 16 and there's like pictures of him making um like uh those bombs you know the roadside bombs okay in afghanistan yeah in afghanistan so he was canadian born yeah he's canadian born okay and and he was making like roadside bombs and stuff of and then when he was 16 in the u.s i don't know if it was special forces is like raided the one of the compounds and he was in there Mm -hmm. and it is alleged that he like threw a grenade back which blinded one of uh the american soldiers and possibly killed another american soldier Hmm. but as a result you know they treated him as an enemy combatant and they brought him down to guantanamo bay Mm -hmm. and you know once he was in guantanamo bay he was like yeah i'm definitely canadian guys so Ah. you should be holding me here and so the canadian government first fought it and be like nah you're kind of like a you know, this was during the Harper years, is they fought it, and then the Supreme Court kind of ruled, like, yeah, he's technically is Canadian, so you still need to give him his rights. And so then Harper was like, well, fine, we will take, you know, we'll take him back to Canada. Uh, we'll do that much. And Trudeau and, sent him money, or what was Trudeau's connection? Yeah, and then that mm-hmm. was it. The... Um, he kept he kept suing the government. He was like, "Hey, you denied me my human rights as a Canadian," and and then Trudeau was like, "Okay, we'll settle this outside of court by giving you ten million dollars." And he's like, "All right, oh. that's so it was a it was me. an act of government that gave him the money. It wasn't Trudeau privately. Uh, it was the act of government, and this was when Trudeau was in government. Okay, so, like he decided to settle out of court because the previous government." was like, no, go F yourself. We already helped you by bringing you back to Canada, and we aren't giving you anything. Hmm. All right. you're still a terrorist scumbag. All right. Well, well, thank you for the story. We'll have yeah. to let you go, but I, I've never heard of that, so thanks for explaining it to me. Sounds good. Yeah, uh, last word there is to whoever's out there, or the guy who always comes in with the dating tips, mm-hmm. just a quick question if you're listening. Um, how do you approach a group of ladies or just a group Ooh. in general? Um, you know, uh, well, I, I'm, I'm in regular contact with, uh, with that particular gentleman. So maybe, uh, if yeah. you want to send me an email, he might be willing to speak with you by email. If you want to, I think that. I know what he would say though. He would say, just take out your dick and then just walk over to them and, and smack then, all of them. Yeah. yeah the just old like, one swing mushroom. Yep, stamp. Just one swing mushroom. Yeah. Stamp. <laughs> That's right. Just, just line them up in a row. Yep. yep. Uh, seriously speaking, if you want his email, he might be willing to share that. Uh, so just send me an email. I can probably connect you guys. Okay. Sounds All good. All right. Thank you, man. All right. Toodaloo. You really have your moments, Skag. You do. <laughs> you know, as it happens, we were talking about mushroom stamps earlier today. So it's just fresh on my mind. What? We were? Um, no, my wife and I were, which sounds oh. weird to say. <laughs> But the reason we were talking about them is because there was a song called Molly Wop. And she was explaining this to me. Mushroom stamp? And I guess that's a term for like some kind of um, phallic slap. And I said, well, that's not what it's called. It's called a mushroom stamp. It's also a Molly Wop, I guess. Do you know what my husband told me the other day? Hmm. He's like, do you know what a Trojan helmet is? And I was like, what? And he's like, it's when you put your balls over a woman's eyes and then flop your dick over their nose. (laughs) It's been a long time since I've had that one explained to me, but I do remember. Yeah. 
he always comes back from drill with like another one of these. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure those guys have all the uh, they're, they're a walking urban dictionary. They have them all. Uh, another thing really quick before we get to the next caller, we started that one with Susan bait, um, just to round out last week's, uh, predicament where Susan banned my entire soundboard and the, oh, so that's right. I got that channel reinstated during the week. So I've resolved that, but do you know why they took that channel down? Uh, was it medical misinformation? Um, it was hate speech and I'll, For I'll what? tell you, it was one of the items on our soundboard was deemed to be hate speech. Which one do you think it was? I am not going to be niggardly. No, but that's a good guess. Is it the hate in your heart one? No. Okay, I, I'm one, done guessing. One, one more guess. Um, it's it's recent. We've used it more recently than historically. Is it is it one of the Joe Biden? No, nope. it was okay. this one. You talk like a fag, and your shit's all retarded. And I appealed and said, this movie is literally on YouTube right here. Like, how is it fine in the Idiocracy movie that you can watch on YouTube? But it's not fine for me to have a clip privately uploaded for reference. And um, while they reinstated the channel, but as of now, I can't upload to that channel for two weeks because they say that was a hate speech strike. Oh, come on. But the channel's Talk like a fag and your shit's all retarded. That's hate speech if I post it. But if it's... uh, (laughs) From you know, if it's in the movie, you can't. You talk like a fag, and your shit's all retarded. Anyway, next up is that uh, that dirty, rotten cheater, Red Falcor. What's on your mind? Hi. Hey, how you guys doing? Sorry, I was just trying to catch what Blonde said about her husband saying something dirty, <laughs> and uh, he comes truly, back from truly not important. From from uh, patrol, was it? Uh, we're. Uh, He's We're always trying to figure out what your husband does. Blunt, part so. of the of the military industrial complex. Hmm. Okay, very hmm. good. <laughs> Is it though? And he's somehow rich enough to uh, to have multiple houses as well. Hey, maybe nice. I'm rich yeah. enough to have multiple houses. <laughs> mm, no, that's not what you've said. <laughs> yeah. Well, we just got into Cordelaine at like a really good time. People, things used to be dirt cheap around here. Dirt cheap. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very good. Well, I'm testing out some new equipment tonight, you guys. So uh, let me know how I sound. Oh, I sound uh, dangerous clear. Cases. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, DS said I sound exactly the same. So. Um, I mean, you've always sounded fine. So it sounds fine yeah. now. But if you didn't say anything, I probably wouldn't have noticed because it's always sounded clear. So. Got it. Um, so I've got. Uh, quick choice of topics tonight. Uh, one is uh, why conservatives uh, sh- should always vote, especially for the lesser of two evils. Ooh, that's or, a direct blonde challenge. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I just love to do it, blonde. Yeah. You know me. Um, or uh, you can ask me a question if you'd rather not live through that. We can talk about that. That's fine. It's more of a yeah. It's more of a blonde challenge. So if you guys want to hash that out, I will just sit it out. Yeah, I know. I know Matt's on my side about this one. Uh, and and my only, I guess my best argument for why is you know that the other side is always doing that, and tons of people held their nose and voted for Biden, and now look at what we have. Like, yeah, 
it wouldn't be that much better necessarily if uh, Trump were in office instead of Biden, but it would be better. I think that's hard to argue otherwise, wouldn't you say? I mean, we'd be we'd be slower to die. Is that really what we want? I mean, I'm quite enjoying the Biden presidency. This is a fucking disaster. We have this decrepit old man leading the country into ruin, and at the helm is a cackling minority childless female hag. And then Nancy Pelosi in the background, her bloated corpse, still somehow spewing propaganda. I'm, I'm loving every minute of this. I think it's fantastic. Makes me wish that we had a Hillary presidency. Oh, it's coming. Now, She'll find a way. <laughs> Wouldn't that it's be It's coming soon. I'll vote in that for, election. Fuck. For Hillary? You're, you're, yeah, really. You're, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Matt, you're coming in a lot quieter than... Uh, I'm just kind of... Um, it's because he's know. chilling. Oh. Yeah, I was oh, kind of back chilling. off okay, the mic, too. Anyway, I said I wasn't going to interrupt, and here I am. So you you go ahead. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. Um, but I'm but I'm wondering, I mean, how... You can you can be a... Uh, what... what accelerationist i guess but but when would what would have to be the conditions seriously speaking for for you to take your foot off the accelerationist pedal and what is the realistic likelihood that the next thing that comes out of the ashes things how it would be also designed by man would be that much better than what we have now. Well, of course, there, there are no guarantees. But in terms of proximity, if we could start rebuilding sooner, perhaps we could learn from something. Um, uh, what would it take for me to stop being an accelerationist per se? Um, I would have to see convincing evidence that one, our culture and country is worth saving or any Western culture or country is worth saving. Um, and two, that there is some ability for for them to be saved. I I haven't really seen a lot of evidence in either direction. Like I understand that people still are convinced inexplicably that if we vote for the right people or whatever that they might be able to get us out of this mess, but I think that people like that need to like really zoom out and look at the cultural problems that we have, all this globo homo pedo fucking shit. Um, and our economic problems and everything like that. Like, how is there a political solution to this? It doesn't really matter who we vote for. Who is going to go in that's going to be like, all right, I'm going to fix the culture. I'm going to fix the economy. We have rot to the core, to the heart of this country. And truthfully, I just don't think that we have um, the moral high ground. I don't think that this country has really any any right to exist in a meaningful way because we're stupid and we're evil. And we we just have brought just terrible things to the world and not just our country. I understand that every country is, is faulted. This is a cultural rot that is not going to be turned around with a political solution. Homeschooling, okay. small, small communities, you know, a return to Christianity. That's a good place to start. Yeah, but those are political solutions. How are those political because, solutions? Because the body politic is what describes the, those conditions in the society. Those are nuclear family solutions driven right. by a fear of God. And that is not a political solution. That needs to be, that needs to come from within of all of us. The rot that you're describing in the uh, broader world, though, uh, across various nations, is that not just a product of human beings being human beings? I don't think so, because this is clearly not our natural state. 
our natural state is not to like have dudes raping kids and fucking each other in the ass constantly and like this tranny stuff totally weird totally not a manifestation of um of our natural state uh, I, I don't believe that where we are now is a product of like the natural progression of humanity. This is regressive. What we've done is regressive. It's dysgenic. If we had gone in the right direction, things would be entirely different. So, so I kind of reject that premise. I know that human beings are flawed and everything, but that humility that comes with religion being like, oh, I don't understand shit. I don't understand anything, but I trust in God to guide me. And to fill my heart with humility so that I can know what is right and wrong. Like we've totally lost that. We've we've completely lost it. And as such, I just don't believe that this nation, this godless, heathen, piece of shit nation deserves to be saved. I used to be a nationalist. Talk to me like two years ago. I was in a totally different place. It's just what's happened. I what else can I do but besides sit back and be like, well, this is happening. I'm gonna give you last word, Red Falcor, because we'll have what? to wrap it up. But <laughs> that's a courtesy to our callers yeah yeah <laughs> okay so so, so the la- last wor- word i will say is the conditions that we're experiencing are unnatural in a variety of ways that is true the, the they are in my opinion pro- pro- products of the runaway processes of the neocortex tr- 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 trying to come up with intellectual solutions to build a better world. And of course, they're running off the rails absolutely everywhere. And, and a f- 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 faith in God is highly productive. It's just not the be-all, end-all, because we have to make s- s- certain assumptions, and we can't give it all to God. Well, I mean, God gave us reason and rationality, and we have to use that to to guide our own world. But, you know, the, the start of all of this, the start of humanity, it needs to be faith in God. And when you lose that, you've lost the plot. Hmm. We were supposed to give you last word. I'm sorry. But that was the last <laughs> word from me. Do you want one more? <laughs> no, I'm good. Thanks, man. Okay. Well, thank you for all the right. call, man. Have a good night. Okay, guys. Have a good night. Oh, oh and uh, uh, respond to Batman's email, please. Uh, is that for me or is that to Blonde? Uh, that's for Blonde. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Thanks, All right. Guys. Thank you, man. Um, you know, I can't uh, I can't say that I, I wildly disagree. I think the only. The only uh, the only thing I might disagree with is that the, that it's a mutually exclusive choice. I think that what you're saying about um, fixing our own moral core before we ever expect to fix the politics of some country of 300 million people is, of course, crucial and you'll never fix the politics of any country let alone a country that large if the people aren't morally virtuous in the first place um but i guess my answer or my question would be why why can't we concentrate on doing that and making our lives as small and as morally square as possible while also exercising um that political tool in the form of a vote why does it have to be one or one or the other well, in terms of historical precedent, can you think of a single case where a country was able to um, to scale back a unfettered bureaucracy that just was becoming more and more bloated over like centuries, um, that they were able to scale that back into something that resembled a functional government uh, rather than disbanding it and rebuilding? I mean, I, I just can't think of any time that a country was able to like, like yeah, look at the excess it's hard for me to well, it's hard for me to make a specific 
historical citation, because obviously I'm with you that once your entire society becomes corrupt and power has concentrated, it's generally not restored through, um, through voluntary, um, uh, return of that power to the people it has to be taken back and i and i get that but the only circumstances in which i could ever conceive that sort of thing happening is if there was some kind of moral awakening in the people and they started voting uh, according to that moral core do i think that that's the likeliest outcome no it's not the one i would predict but i guess well, it could happen what if they release some kind of horrid virus that's legitimately bad it's not like covid yeah and people are dying in mass, and then it brings us around to um, to Christianity again. I guess I'm just reduced to my original argument that I've been saying since the last round of elections. Do I think that voting itself is sufficient, and we're going to get out of this if we just convince everyone to go to the ballot box? No, I am not that. I'm not looking through lenses that rose-colored. I'm not that delusional. But at the same time, I don't I don't see the harm of doing it, and it is because one you're tool. still participating in this this flawed. Uh, this 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 flawed government, and um, we already know that the the vote doesn't really matter. That it's predetermined. Uh, that that they can make it go any way that they want to. That they're willing to fix presidential elections. Um, I, I don't I'm, think the I'm average American really thought that to grant that premise in full. But you might be right. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, it's I, why, why participate in anything like that. Um, talk to me after Nancy Pelosi holds a house majority in November and maybe I'll be fully there. Uh, I mean, uh, (laughs) then, then, then I will sack, then I will end my voting ways after that. Um, anyway, uh, thanks to Red Falcor for the, uh, the good discussion there. Let's, uh, let's take our break and check in with our chatters and then we'll get back to the calls for the final segment of calls. Uh, we are good on D live. We're good on tippy stream. So just if you have any YouTube to get to. Uh, we have TKUA. How moral was it for Ukraine to dox the pilots, the bomb civilians, their address, phone numbers, socials, parents? Uh, is it worth it to save even one life? I'm not familiar with this. the story, I'm ashamed to say. They doxed Russian pilots. Is that the claim? Mm, yeah. That's news to me. Um, I don't that's know. Zelensky's a, a shifty bastard, so I I don't. You know what's really frustrating about this is that I'm I'm supposed to be able to opine on this complex geopolitical issue, but I can't trust any sources. Like uh, my yeah, best source is like Coach Red Pill right now. He is <laughs> completely gone insane. I I love Coach Red Pill, but like he's gonna get killed by the government. By the U.S. government? No, he's in Ukraine. As of uh-huh. last I checked, like talking about how. Um, you know, Putin has a, a leg to stand on and is like an upright guy. And everything oh, like wow. That. Yeah. So he's definitely going to die. Like, shut up. Like, what are you Tune into those streams to watch <laughs> yeah. him get raided on camera. Uh, holy cow. I was I not know, aware that was going on. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's it. But well, it, it, if, if that premise is correct, that a, that a Russian pilot who was bombing people was doxxed. I mean, let's just consider a hypothetical. There's a murderer out there who's doxxed. Is that. Is that wrong? If you if you grant the premise that a, that this person is committing a crime, is it wrong to release the information of that person to bring justice for that crime? Right, right, right. right. Um, that's an interesting, complex question. Yeah. I, I guess I would have to know exactly what this pilot did, uh, exactly what this pilot is accused of doing. I don't know but, enough about this to even... But if there's a serial killer running around your neighborhood, is it wrong to say, uh, yeah, this is the guy's name and he lives at this address. We should probably arrest him. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't oh, strike me as... Oh, there is one this... more. Um, yeah, go for it. 
Marble 93 Blonde, for the first time I disagree with you. Man's natural state is sin and fallen from grace. We're regressing to our natural essence. Hmm. Christianity is the rejection of our maternal, uh, material, earthly propensity to sin. No, no, no. You you misunderstand me. Our natural state is fallen. It is it is the uh, the definition of of being human. This fallen, sinful state. What I'm saying is that we have gone beyond a state of sin to a state where we reject our most base biological urge to do things like procreate. You know, it, it's it defies logic. It defies reason. I know I'm I'm harping on this transgenderism thing, but like the end stage of humanity. Uh, is when you when you reject your your biological urge because then you're able to your hedonism and your desire or whatever you're able to overcome these like lizard brain things it happened in rome there were all these faggots and cross-dressers and everything like raping little boys and they were all lead poisoned and all this stuff it's like we're seeing the same <laughs> stuff here like poisons and toxins and rampant homosexuality and pedophilia and and weird gender stuff it's like this isn't the natural state of the fallen human. It's something else. It's like an embrace of 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 what is satanic. It's it's something different. Yeah. Uh I I understand what you're saying. That's all. All right. Uh thank you guys for the chat. So we'll come back to them at the end of the show. Um I'll have Duh. to just circle back with you. One more segment of calls and then we'll get to the email questions after that. S B D U O. S B D U O. Are you there? Oh, I'm here. What's up, guys? What's hey. on your mind? Hey, so uh, first time caller. Um, so I'll just I'll do the option choice thing, I guess. Okay. So do you guys want to hear about my college SJW stories, or do you guys want to talk about the Ukrainian uh, Azov battalion? Oh, oh God, that's tough. You're gonna have to answer. What's the What's the battalion? Uh, what What makes this battalion notable? Um, I don't they're know. Nazis. Is that they're, the Nazi thing? Nazis, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I know very little about that. Um, not that so I... do I. I don't really know much. Oh, okay. Well, if you if you had a special expertise about it, I might be interested no, in hearing about it. But I'm not cool. All right. Well, then I'm. I'll. I'll defer to your stories from your campus. Um, okay. So uh, back in the day when I was just a, a little conservative. Uh, watching the SJW compilations on YouTube, as we all did. Um, I was going to school in California, and uh, so I got a, like a little bit of a taste of like leftist rhetoric and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, like this is what I see on the internet. And then I took uh, my English two class, and my teacher, big red flag, uh, lesbian jogger, and I was like, oh god. <laughs> And she, okay. uh, so as I did in college, as I do now, actually, I'm still in college. Um, uh, I acted like a leftist and just to get by, get my C and get out of there. And what was the class she, that she was teaching? Oh, English too. Oh yeah, that's right. You mentioned it. Sorry. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so one day, sorry, I'm a little nervous. So if my voice is all, Oh, dude, the pressure's on man. Like, I know uh, the, the show is on. super important. Trust me. If anybody know, messes yeah. this up, it's going to be us. I already did yeah. by asking you a question that you already answered. So yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I get nervous anyways. The um, bar is low. <laughs> so, so, uh, one day I go to class cause she thinks I'm a total leftist. 
Mm-hmm. So we go, we get to class and she's like, she pulls out her little journal and she goes, I just want to, I feel really confident about this classroom and I feel like I can trust you guys. And she's like, so this is a poem that I wrote a few years ago oh, and God. I'm going to read it aloud now. And I was like, oh, oh no. And I was like, okay, well, we'll buckle up for this one. And the poem, I, uh, I unfortunately don't remember it like word for word, uh-huh. but it was about how white people are a, a death plague and we sweep across the earth. And the first we infected uh, America and Africa, and it basically ended with we need to exterminate white people. And I'm sitting there with my was that, eyes. Was like, that word used or are you uh, yes, inserting she, it? It said, yes, she, she said, said exterminate. She said exterminate. Well, she said exterminate whiteness, but the whole poem ah. was about white people. What does that mean? Like, could you exterminate the whiteness in me without exterminating me? Does that? That's, that's, uh, no. I just wonder what that, because I assume she'd say, oh, I don't mean kill you. I just mean, uh, morph you into something reduce the whiteness within you or something but what is that i don't know anyway carry on yeah i get what you're saying there it's like but the funny thing is that they're not even clever with their rhetoric like if you watch some of uh uh mr adolph's speeches like he never had to say (laughs) what he was trying to say his audience would say it for him because they were so proud and like they understood the message so they were also smarter yeah Uh, yeah that's true yeah. Um, so anyways, that's kind of what like really red pilled me. Uh, it's not so a very interesting. She story, single-handedly, but... well, you said you were, uh, you were, uh, of conservative persuasion before this, but did she yeah. change your views in any way? Did she just kind of harden well, she, your views or what? She, um, well, she just was like, like, cause it was always like, uh, watching the SJW compilations, like, Oh, blue haired freak is, you mm-hmm. know, screaming. And you're like, okay, whatever. But then when you hear like, uh, a professor say that she wants to exterminate you, I was just like, wow. Like that really opened my eyes to yeah. how serious it had become. So did she read this to the whole class or to were yeah, you part of a small class. group? Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Can we talk about Yellowstone for a second? Uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Do you watch the show, uh, SB? You know, I I tried. Uh, it's SB Duo. Uh, oh, gotcha. All right. I, I tried watching Yellowstone. Um, Do you think it's fucking lame? Because I'm having a really hard time. Uh, it's such it's a great kinda, show. It's kind of lame. It's you gotta <laughs> you like gotta. It, well, how far have you made it? How far? I'm in watched? season two, episode three. Okay. The last thing I remember is the uh, the daughter taking like a bath in the trough. Well, that's yeah. not very far. Yeah, that's that's one of the first few episodes isn't it first of all she's supposed to play a 34 year old and she's like 50 that's definitely noticeable that she's older than she is although i'm 34 i'm like beth has had a lot of experiences but if you without spoiling anything for the audience if you carry on and you follow the full trajectory of the beth story arc you will come to understand some things about her that make her character a lot more interesting the show sucks my balls, uh, but show. is this Indian bitch who is actually, her name's Kel- Kelsey Chow, by the way. <laughs> She's actually half Chinese. She's the worst part of the show. Yes, I just want yeah. to to just put her face on a stove. She Do gets get worse and worse as the show goes on. Oh, okay. Well, she's yeah, the worst she, part of this show. By far. I would agree with that. Um Anyway, I, we didn't mean to hijack uh, your call. Mr. Sure we did. Oh, no. Mr. But That's do you want right. a final word before we let you go? 
Um, I just want to tell, well, I shouldn't say this in the final word because it's towards blonde, but um, I'll just say that uh, Elijah Schaefer is Sam Hyde. Prove me wrong. <laughs> okay. I can't. All right. Thank you, man. All right. Later. Um, the uh, She's so butterfaced. Who is? Beth. Dutton. Great actress. Although I agree that she's not like a, I don't find her attractive, but the actress is British, you know. Yeah, I could tell. I actually brought that up to my husband the other day. Hmm. I was like, is this bitch British? You know yeah. what else? She's got the shortest little butt crack. <laughs> Did you, I'm so, you don't, uh, are you not like a, if you watch more, I think you'll appreciate the re- one, her story and the relationship of her and Rip. And I'm surprised that you don't appreciate Rip and a lot of is the, he the, the, the farmhand. Yeah, the guy who just oh, yeah. beats everyone beats everyone's ass and kills people, and there are a lot of good beards. And why are there so many black cowboys? How many black cowboys do we need? There's on just the show? one guy. I thought there are two guys right now. I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, there was the guy who left. Yeah, there was the guy who left. Oh, he leaves. Um, Thanks a lot. Sorry, spoiler <laughs> for anybody who. But I, the other thing I'll say, and I don't, this isn't like Yellowstone review hour, but the spinoff 1883, uh, there were. Uh, I wasn't a, there. There are some things that really annoyed me about it, but really, a really off for this show. Yeah. It's about how the Duttons got to Paradise Valley to, to start their ranch. Ugh. And um, it's Is in the, it's in, in it? 1883. No, uh, it's actually Tim McGraw and Faith Hill are the Dutton patriarch and matriarch, uh, James Ugh. and Margaret Dutton. And there was a lot about the spinoff that kind of annoyed me, but the final episode, extremely emotionally heavy. I, I won't spoil anything for anybody who's into that or might watch it, but um, I've never seen my wife cry so much at a TV show or a movie than the finale of 1883. This was, this was crazy. She must've Text cried for like incoming. a half hour. Yeah. She's going to be mad at me for revealing that, but it was t- like, it's one of the, um, the most emotionally heavy shows uh, I've seen for a good long time. The 1883 okay. ending. Yeah. Well, I'm looking for some distraction, so I'll continue to watch this garbage show. The it really seasons one through three. Great. Season four. They get off into this other kind of side story that's not as great. So if you don't like it by like end of season two, mid season three, you could probably stop there. All right. Yeah. But okay. uh, but yeah, I, I, it's, I, I love that show, but I'm kind of part of it for me is like the. I, I love the romanticism of the settlement of that ranch around here. There's a lot of like local connection to this place that I have a, a romanticized perception of. So I appreciate it for that reason too. I'm rooting for the Californians. I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can, the whole story, I'm surprised you don't like it though. The whole show is just, it's about protecting what's yours in the context of, of 1883. That means protecting your family from Indians and things like that. In the context of Yellowstone, it means protecting yeah, your family. Kevin Costner's a fucker, though. He's a stupid Protestant, first of all. And then he tried to make Casey uh, get his girlfriend an abortion. Um, yes, there was that part, and yeah. that there are themes of that later on in the show that are that are. I, I was very surprised by that point too when when he said because uh, he he loves his grandson so much, but there, yeah, that was revealed like oh, I tried to make him go abort that kid yeah and when he didn't do it i branded him that's right well they everybody gets branded eventually anyway we've already talked way too much yellowstone but (laughs) you you care i can tell you care you want to see 
I'm yeah. like into distractions right now, so yeah. I'm willing to put up with some melodrama that normally I would tap out on. Yeah. <sighs> Meadily, are you there? Yo, how's it going, guys? Uh, we are well. How are you? Good, good. Hey, you know, I was, I was just thinking, it's nice to every. Awesome. What about you? I lost you too. Connection dipped out for me. We'll give him a second. Russia, Ukraine. Wait, hold on, hold on. Yeah, we lost you for like fifteen seconds. Uh oh. Back up. Back. You're talking Russia, Ukraine. Back up to the start of your thought. Okay, so I was just saying, you know, guys, it's just it's nice every now and then you'll you'll you come across something that like like the Russia Ukraine conflict that really helps solidify your belief that everyone in the world is disappointing and hmm. just and. <laughs> And, okay. and that you just you hate everybody involved. I mean, it's it's really nice. It, it kind of it kind of justifies my my uh, my nature and and proves to me that in fact my opinion that everybody sucks is the correct opinion. When you say that, are you because, referring to the countries involved? Or are you are referring to like uh, uh, people's opinions about it or what? Everybody, absolutely no, like literally everyone. Because okay. here's here's the thing: is because there's. There's the the anti-war people who who don't want to get involved with anything, which I understand is 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 great. You know, I war war is bad. You know, that's that's a pretty pretty <laughs> easy that's a pretty easy message to get behind. Mm-hmm. You know, but usually it's not as simple as that. You know what I mean? Like if you have these hostile countries that are encroaching into other countries and taking over their their minerals and basically sort of how we're you know basically what what we need to get ourselves, that becomes a problem for us. You know what I mean? So I I understand people also you know who 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 don't quite like war, but who don't like these motherfuckers you know creeping into other countries and taking shit over. I it's I see. So I I hate both of those people, and and I also hate Russians and you and and basically in Ukraine. So like see, I shouldn't say Russians. You say the country of Russia because here's the thing. I'm really conflicted. Every single Ukrainian I met, I've met several, are hardworking, decent, honest, yeah, family-oriented yeah. people. And I'm not just saying that. I swear to God, like they're just and, and they're pretty damn they're pretty damn patriotic. They love the country, and most of them are pretty damn conservative. And they're because, Christian you know, too. Yeah, exactly. They're very Christian, very conservative, very family-oriented, very strict in, in their parenting. And that's great. And like with with Russian. I've I've known lots of Russians, you know, and each and every one of them have been evil, greedy, corrupt, lying pieces of shit. No. So, yes. Well, well wait, I thought you just <laughs> I don't mean to insult the Russians, but <laughs> No. <laughs> no, seriously. Oh, historically no. I've loved Russians. All the huh. Russians I have in my no. life have been like great people. Really? Oh, because I mean I've 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 worked I've I've worked with lots of Russians, like like worked as like coworkers. And then hired Russians, you know, to do like contracting work. And I know general in general you can't trust contractors, but Russian contractors You really can't shit. trust them. Oh yeah, yeah, you really can't trust them. But no, seriously, every single Russian I've ever met is a lying scumbag. I I <laughs> I have no I have no idea what that is. Like I, I had this one well, we, I had okay, this wait, one finish, Russian What? Sorry, sorry, I finished your thought and then exp- but why do you hate the Ukrainians too? Oh no, no. It's just <laughs> I'll just I'll just fucking wrong. I don't I don't I don't hate like the Ukrainian citizens. I hate the Ukrainian government. Gotcha. Okay. Seriously, Zelensky. I mean, seriously. Oh, hey, let's let's elect a comedian. You know, how's that going to work out? You know what I mean? So people, you know, keep trying to push Dave Smith on us for the Mises caucus for libertarians. 
You know, look how the fuck that's working out for Ukraine. You got a fucking clown. A fu you hired a goddamn clown. <laughs> anyway, so here's the thing. Uh, but yeah, seriously, it, every single Russian, like, I, I have this one Russian that used Oh, I lost salvaged, him again. Salvaged. Hello? Oh, there yeah. we go. Yeah, I got you. What did this shifty Russian do? Be quick. He used to, he used to fix up cars that were salvaged, salvaged titles. And not tell the basically the, the buyers that they were that they were totaled salvage cards. Okay. And and that's that's literally the representation of every single Russian I've ever met. So basically, <laughs> I don't like Russians like like blonde hates Jews is, is pretty much <laughs> wow. is pretty much. Hey, I have yeah. never said anything about Jews ever. <laughs> well, see, oh, damn it, see, because here's the thing too. I don't want to agree with the Democrats because I hate them and I hope they burn in hell. So I, I'm, I'm really, really conflicted because I, I want to like Ukraine as a country. I like the people. I hate the government. I hate Russia. And it's I hate a real the conundrum, right? And you can't trust it's, any of the news that's coming out of either place. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. Because I mean, they, they have propaganda, you know, Zelensky and the, the ghost of Kiev. I mean, seriously, you know, they just, I, I understand during wartime, everybody has their own propaganda, but the news organizations need to come out with that and say, look, the news that you're getting from us is. I'm losing his. I, lost him. I lost him too. Immediately, immediately given the connection, Sorry. we might have to let okay. you go. But, um, but thank right. you for the Sorry call and that. the thoughts, man. Appreciate it. All right. Bye. Um, on the topic of the uh, some of the best memes lately uh, are about you know making fun of the ghost of Kiev stories and things. I saw yeah. two. One was uh, a brave Ukrainian soldier who was running through um, uh, Russian build sites where Russians were building their bases on the border of um, of Ukraine, and and this brave Russian soldier would go out at night and he would run in and steal their supplies and leave, and he was caught on camera. Uh, so the Russians know who he is, but he's the he's the jogger of Kiev, the jogger of Kiev. He's a legend of, uh, of the war. And then there was another man. There was another man who uh, apparently found a, a, a large supply of, of Russian fentanyl and jumped on top of it to save the rest of his fellow uh, Ukrainian soldiers from ingesting any of this fentanyl mm -hmm, and uh -huh, suffering uh -huh. an untimely death. And he was he's the saint of Kiev, the saint of Kiev. And of course, it's just pictures of Amon Arbery and George yeah, Floyd. Yeah. But um, a lot of the ex of Kiev memes have been very entertaining. <laughs> anyway, um, Mick Ukrainian Savior is up next. Mr. Ukrainian save Savior with the Putin avatar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's me. <laughs> What's on oh. your mind? <laughs> so me and Dangerous Faces are just talking about. Uh, uh, so apparently... That last dude hates Russians about as much. That's what as, he says. About as much as you do, blonde. As much as I hate Russians, I don't have as a much as Russian. you hate Jews. That's, that's what he why. said. I don't. I don't know why anybody would say something like that. I, <laughs> I implore any of the audience to find a time that I've ever said anything about the Jews, ever. All right, all right. Sorry. I just we we were we were laughing about that because apparently. Uh, if that's if that's the case, then it's like, uh, yeah. I just I don't under I don't understand how how. Uh, so that that would essentially make you queen of the Ukrainians. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that makes sense. 
Um, uh, no, I wanted to talk about uh, Klaus Schwab and some of the some of the stuff that's going on with him. Do we Mr. have to? Okay. World Economic Forum man. Yeah, yeah, that dude. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched. Um, what the hell is that long, long haired or long red haired dude? I forget his. Uh, oh, JP Sears. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's coming uh, to Bozeman. Uh, really? very soon and i was there's like there's a thinking, short guy i can get behind should i is he short is he really short he looks short or maybe his wife oh. is like super tall hmm. oh. you know people mentioned to me because i don't i i'm generally aware of his How kind of comedy and i'm aware of his material but people mentioned to me to watch his video about his views his sincere views on guns and how they changed and that was a really cool video i was really glad to see that from him and it, and it had massive play and i, I was really encouraged to see that and people potentially maybe even persuaded by by his yeah. perspective. It's a really good video and a totally sincere video. It wasn't a comedy bit at all. It's all about uh essentially how, you know, the people trying to take away your guns have a reason to take away your guns and you shouldn't let them. Uh yeah, basically. Yeah. All right. Well, uh that would be one of the things that uh Klaus Schwab would want to do. Yeah. Maybe potentially. Um so recently I heard an article about uh, mosquitoes, uh, them spreading GMO mosquitoes in California to, okay. I don't know if this is like to kill off the population of mosquitoes that may have like yellow fever and shit like that, but like they, there's, there's none of that in California. So why are we testing it like on our homeland? Why not test that where they have a problem? And this is a this is a World Economic Forum program? Uh not technically, but it's funded uh oh, through the same okay. same kind of people. Um but that is like they talked years and years ago I heard about this when I was at uh in school that you know this is something that you know a technology that you know is just a good idea. And I'm like, okay, if you want to get mosquitoes that are like genetically modified, like what could possibly go wrong? Like these are meant to go out and essentially sterilize or kill all, you know, a shitload of uh, a shitload of um, of uh, mosquitoes. And like, have wasn't there like a there like a um, a certain uh, dictator that went around and tried to kill off like all the crows because that's why the the farms were failing and it caused massive locust swarms and huge famines uh i don't just, know that one actually who who did that oh that was that was china oh china did that okay yeah they uh they had a thing against uh they thought that the crow population was uh destroying their oh. uh their crops so they killed all the crows and all the the birds and shit yeah and they had massive like huge locust swarms wow. because there were no birds around to, to eat all the, the locusts. I see. And like, I feel like every time people try to fuck with the, the natural order of things by introducing something in some kind of way, it yeah. just ruins everything. Yeah. Well, we as humans have to live within the natural rules of the world, not try to um, change them. I think fundamentally, that is a philosophical flaw in progressivism. The idea yeah. that the world itself is perfectible, that we could change the way it operates instead of bettering ourselves to operate better within it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, 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 yeah. Whether you're trying to 
perfect humans or you're trying to perfect the natural world in that way, uh, you get a lot of bad results. And in the same in the same kind of note, uh, the other thing that I, I've heard recently in, in like, oh, this is a good idea news is uh, spreadable vaccines. Well, I was going to ask how long until they put the, the Corona vaccine into the mosquitoes and they just deliver oh it to you gosh. that way. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, you know, I didn't even think about. I'm sure they've already done the it. Two. I yeah. was thinking spreadable vaccine through like. Uh, like a really contagious retard virus that just you know that that's that's you know how you get the T virus, but you know, huh. or you know shit that actually kills people because it's yeah. really really you know already really really um really spreadable, really contagious. Like normally, really strong, uh, deadly viruses weaken and become more contagious yeah what could possibly go wrong if you started with the really contagious one you know yeah. well p- perhaps we will find out soon thanks to mr Hopefully schwab not. and his friends uh we got to let you go we're up against the clock but thank you for calling in sounds good thanks you have, have a good night. nice night bye-bye um how are we on email questions we do have uh two callers still prepped but we're past the bottom of the uh... hour Average, we can probably do one more caller. Okay. Maybe I'll just give them quick, quick words. Um and we'll just handle it that way. Mr. 1881, are you there? Ah. I got nothing, do you? Okay. Nope. 1881, if you can hear us, we'll probably get uh, just because we're up against the clock, we'll probably have to let you go tonight. But thank you for calling in. And let's try forking around. Forkin, are you there? Yes what's on your mind we might have to be a little bit short because we're right up against the clock but if you have a quick thought or question for us go for it uh it wasn't really a question i i heard you guys mention at some point that you watched the show yellowstone yeah we did and and i was wondering the and i i heard your thoughts blonde and i mean it's pretty accurate (laughs) um (laughs) but i was wondering if you guys gotten any further and what you think so far just sucks my balls I love that show. It's not a perfect show. There are some really but the great thing about that show, in addition to the the, the central theme of of fighting for what's yours and, and defending what's yours in a, and being in an awesome setting that I happen to love is it's sort of like Game of Thrones to me in that you're constantly wondering what character you hate the most. And when you understand yeah. that, yeah. that's why I love it. Every single character, including John Dutton himself has massive flaws. I hate that. And There's nobody to root for. Casey's the only person that's like, okay. See, my wife hates Casey the most, which is Why? not my He's opinion. so hot. Uh, he'll do some shit and he'll make some dumb decisions. You'll see. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jamie to me becomes the obvious person who's the most hateable. And again, for uh, yeah. just, I don't oh, yeah. fork and I just don't want to spoil anything for some people that haven't watched. Cause what it's about still this Chinese show, Indian but. bitch. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, she sucks. I hate her too. <laughs> but you'll if you st- if you stick with the show, you'll see that Jamie's done some shit. Uh, Did you get some? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm on season three right now, so yeah. Uh, I'm just at the time where he's like sticking it to this uh, Hillary Lovin wench. Ah, uh, yeah, the uh, yeah his 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 Democrat campaign manager whoever she is anyway uh did you have if you have more thoughts on the show i'll give you a last word but again just try to be try to be general so that people who might want to watch don't get 
don't get spoiled. I mean, I yeah, I I like it. Um, I, I go back and forth between liking and hating it. Uh, mm. one thing that annoys the crap out of me is the all the Native American uh whining <laughs> that happens. Yeah, on, you know? it's like but, especially with the uh, Casey's wife. Yeah. Um, which I don't think she's like a terrible character or anything, but she's really, like, really hot is what I will say about her. Yeah. <laughs> um, don't let my wife hear that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. And it, it's, it's, it gets so annoying just to, hearing these people say, Oh, this land is mine. It was a, my uh, grand, great, great, great granddad's 150 years ago. And uh, that part just annoys the crap out of me. Yeah, they're a defeated people. What what else do they want? It's like this is what happens when people come in and they're stronger than you. They they take your land. It's going to happen in our country, and I'll be like, "All right, uh, we lost it, fair and square." <laughs> and then so we we're a nation will become of the Indians. Pussies. Yeah, really. They're going <laughs> to put us on reservations. We're all going to get diabetes. I'm going to have one leg. Give me that headdress. <laughs> it's yeah, time to build exactly. a casino. <laughs> my, yeah, my my hot take. Is that if we didn't give any of their land back, I would have. I mean, they'd probably be in a better place than they are now. Oh yeah, yeah. Hmm. That's not a hot take. That's legit. Well, as far as the reservation, um, as as far as Montana is laid out, there isn't a reservation at the place it's presented in the show, but there are plenty uh-huh. of reservations around here, and there's no doubt that the reservations generally tend to be in the maybe not as nice parts of the state, I suppose. I don't know how they are as far as resource richness or not, but just like aesthetically. But there's also no denying that when you drive through the reservations around here, there are better kept, richer places immediately by the reservation. It's not as simple as just, well, this land sucks, so what can you do with it? It's like, well, there's a successful ranch right there on the edge of it. So how did that happen? Yeah, it's uh, there's I mean, it, you go from, you know, perfectly well to do, prosperous, uh, well kept places, uh, middle class places. I'm not talking like mansions like John Dutton style or something to now here's the res. And as far as I understand, it, like private property isn't even a thing there on the res. So it's like there's just it's it's junk cars, it's trashy trailers, it's it's a lot of crime and you always around here too. You always hear this stuff about, Oh, we got a, the missing indigenous women uh, missing. And, and um, it's, it's, it's always, the point is that so many Indian women are kidnapped and or killed. And that is yeah. true. That, that's How happening. How many of them are prostitutes though? But, but, and then the question is too, why is that happening so much? The implication, they kind of indulge in that in Yellowstone. There's even a character who claims to go to the res because he can, abduct women there and and get away with it but that's not what's happening it's not people going into the res to abduct the women and take them out it's crimes happening within the res and then the tribes generally have sovereignty or authority over the law enforcement and they in many cases don't want uh federal government well bureau of indian affairs is federal government but say the state of montana's help to go in and actually solve a lot of those cases yeah so it's like yeah missing and endangered indigenous women whatever but who's who's disappearing them yeah who's taking them yeah exactly and it's it's supposedly yeah, uh, selling them <laughs> yeah it's supposedly it's implied that it's like a racist thing look how many indian women are taken who's taking them why do we never yeah. talk about who's taking them that's just 
it's it's i guess yeah. supposed to be some off-reservation boogeyman but yeah yeah anyway. and uh the one that's uh one of the things that annoys me too is that i mean it's probably accurate to some point but the uh the chief that oh, he's yeah. so he's so wealthy yeah he's so wealthy like by himself but his whole it and it's still it doesn't it's still his whole entire area is a shithole but he himself is wealthy and then he's going to build a, a casino supposedly that wealth will go to everybody else but it won't It'll, it won't yeah. all right yeah. it's just going to make him wealthy but he's this high and mighty i mean he's a good character but <laughs> that's it, why everybody's supposed to be hateable that's what you have to learn to appreciate about the show blonde you're supposed to hate them and you're supposed to enjoy the hatred it's like breaking bad though i don't want to hate all the characters i i like that i like yeah. i like to hate in that way it's fun uh rip rip is my favorite character even though it, he's horrible horrible person and it's um it's but, it actually is kind of hard to hate rip he's if, even yeah. though he does a lot of things it's hard to hate him yeah, yeah. The, it's the it's the pure manliness of rip That's true. where he just comes in and wrecks shit yeah but all right well thank you for yeah. the call and the thoughts yeah you guys have a good one you, too. you know that uh handlebar mustache cowboy uh lloyd the older man Oh yeah, he looks like, like a Sam. Oh, what's his name? Yeah, I know who you're talking. Uh, about. Uh, Sam. Elliot. The guys, yeah, the guy in that guy's in 1883. Great character. Oh, is that. he? Yeah, um, but the Lloyd, the character in in Yellowstone, is actually a longtime rodeo guy from around here, from Helena. And I was listening to him call into a local radio show recently, and he um, refused. He wouldn't go to the the Screen Actors Guild's award, uh, the Screen Actors Guild award, the SAG award, because they had vaccine requirements. Oh, so cool, he was, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, he was out on that. But he seems like a really good guy, and I don't know how much acting he's done, but he's got a lot of legitimate cowboy rodeo cred. When he called into the show, and I was listening, that's just him. That character that you see on the show, that's just is that this who guy. He is? Yeah, it's, it's not even really acting. Mm. It doesn't seem like. I see. But um, anyway, uh, that will do it on calls tonight. Thank you guys for calling in and thanks for your patience. If you didn't make it in tonight, of course, if you uh, are having trouble participating or you'd like to participate, but you can't do it live, you can send us an email question. The place to do that is on the contact page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call in show question form. We'll take those at the end of the stream each week. As we will right now, Christian says, what are your thoughts about uh, AFPAC? Uh, three this year. There were over 1,200 in attendance, including nine politicians with guest speakers such as Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lieutenant Governor of Idaho Janice McGeechin. So this is the American First uh, America First Political Action Committee. I the only thing I saw of it was that everybody went after Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul Gosar for speaking at it. There was a yeah. huge controversy because she actually was on stage with Nick Fuentes. I don't know. You know, I've made my my views on political movements of any kind clear. Uh, largely, I think they're futile, but I just I just have a real soft spot for Nick Fuentes. I don't uh, I, I have no idea what was even said at the event. I have no idea. I saw the controversy. I'm aware of Nick Fuentes, obviously, and I'm you know, I, I didn't listen to Marjorie Taylor Greene's speech. Um, so it could be anything from an actual Hitler speech to just something totally unrelated. I know that the people who are going to go after her and go after that event are going to do it 
regardless. Yeah. So I just, I don't, I don't know. I didn't pay attention to the event. I kind of have to. And I, uh, the with their coalition but, growing each year, is this the shakeup we've been waiting for in the conservative? Oh, I, there's America more to the question. I, sorry, I missed um, the rest of the question. Is America first inevitable? I, I think that things like America first are the natural progression of true conservatism. Um, and we have to, if we're going to call ourselves conservatives, we have to break away from the, the parts of the movement that are just rot. Like I have as much in common with somebody like Charlie Kirk as I do with like Jen Psaki. Like they're both equally worthless to me. The other, there was additional controversy on the other side, the CPAC being the more establishment uh, sort of convention. Matt Schlapp, who runs CPAC, tweeted out support for Leah Thomas the other day, the trans swimmer from from Are Penn, you serious? Saying that this pussy. was a courageous story or something. I'm surprised that you aren't appreciating the accelerationist angle of that. That's sort of the mainstream conservative it's event. It's so preposterous. It's like this Caitlyn Jenner thing. Like as a movement, yeah. we need to broadly denounce any kind of gender dysphoria and point out that it's uh, that it's the worst kind of erosion of society. So, or what are it, we conserving? Uh, well, I suppose that's what a lot of people were asking, but, uh, but to be quite honest, I didn't pay attention to either event. Uh, the only thing I did listen to some of Trump's speech from CPAC, but that's, that's all I've, I've seen from either event. He's going to run again. Um, two in the pink, one in the stink. Why do you guys make me do this? Would you rather be given a check for $750,000 today or $5,000 a month? Every month for the rest of your life, what would be ah. the reasoning of your choice? I would clearly take the lump sum as you always should, because yeah. five thousand dollars every month for the rest of my life is going to be five thousand dollars this month. Next month it'll be four thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars, and then in five years it'll be like a dollar. Well, and also, what happens if I die? Seven hundred and fifty divided by five is is how many weeks? Sorry, sorry. I mean, let's just do the math here. That's one hundred and fifty weeks, right? So that would be three years, three roughly. Years. Um, yeah. Odds are I survive for three years. But what if I die? Then I then there's a less uh, amount of money to leave to my family. But more realistically, more importantly, if you take the lump sum, if I take the lump sum and invest it today in whatever, odds are it's going to grow more, or at least it would in a functioning economy. Um, at any other time in human history, I would take the $5,000 a month, though. Really? Like, in, let's say well, we had prosperous like, times, normal prosperous times. Normal prosperous. Yeah, because it's only it's only two point what two point seven or two point eight years to amount for the seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. But I'm expecting like a massive inflation event to happen yeah. imminently. So but I just yeah. don't see any advantage to the five. Even in a prosperous economy, if you take the money today and invest it today in a prosperous economy, it's going to grow more than accepting the $5,000 week. Because if you aren't experiencing a great rate of inflation, then you'll have doubled your money in six years. Uh, by taking the $5,000? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. It doesn't end at 750 Yeah. I was yeah. assuming that you're done at 750 No, for the rest of your life. $5,000 yeah, okay, okay. every month for the rest of your life. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah. I understand what you're saying then. I, I misunderstood the premise here. Um... Yeah, I I would well, um, I would still do, I would still do the lump sum betting that I could grow that money at a faster rate with good investment. But maybe my exactly. math is wrong. Mm. Anyway, Davis James says uh, during the twenty twenty election, it was often talked about the right wing 
media that Biden uh, would be a compromised president because of Hunter and by extension, Joe Biden involvement in Ukraine energy mayor of Moscow's wife funneling money to Hunter and Hunter's involvement in China. China. Uh, Do you think as a country, do you think we as a country are seeing this play out? Biden being compromised, affecting his decision in this conflict, Putin giving Biden an out in his decision making with the nuke alert status. Ooh. Well, I don't know that I have. I guess I haven't thought through all the ways that the Biden family involvement in Ukraine and potentially other players um, would play out. But to me, it seems preposterous to think that there's absolutely no relationship between what's happened with the Bidens in Ukraine and what's and, going yeah. on now. It's yeah. just They're it's clearly very... related somehow. I don't know what kind of nebulous relationship is, is going on here, or how they interact with one another, but like they're they're clearly related. It's way too coincidental to me to be simply that there's and even if it is coincidental that Russia has has this ongoing conflict with Ukraine and it's now kind of coming to a head. um, You can't tell me that the relationships that have been established with the Bidens and people in Ukraine don't affect decision making that's happening right now, even if it's not causal of the conflict, which is not really what I'm trying to suggest. It absolutely has to influence how we decide to manage this conflict there's yeah. there, that has to be happening yep that's a good answer uh dingo darling with air travel to and from russia brought to a grinding halt in the country being isolated geographically and socially from the rest of the world would now be the time to release the real captain trips out of wuhan right when the west is relaxing covid measures instituted by governments that cried wolf for the last 12 months I'm not really sure what this person is asking yeah, I'm a little lost on the question. So release the real captain trips out of Wuhan right now when the West is. So it would now be the first time to um, to release another covid like virus. From yeah, some that's kind of how I interpret Wuhan it. lab. Uh, I don't know. I mean, for different reasons, I think that this is like right on around the corner, like we talked well, about at the start of the show. Yeah, sort of. Uh, yeah, like what we were referencing earlier, um, because. If that is planned, like I said, th- when the next one comes around, I am now primed to say, this is bullshit. I'm not doing that again, which is maybe exactly what they want. Will they get me right with that? And um, then it will be like the Spanish flu. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, we, we've talked about uh, the coronavirus and the panic around it and how it played out with the 2020 election, that if it was some sort of design, uh, kind of well played, like obviously evil, horrible, terrible. But, but successful, well it was successful if there was a design to it. And for me, it's hard to believe that there was no design to it, given the of timing. Of course there was, yeah. And, <laughs> and just how conveniently it worked out for certain mutual interests, say the Communist Party of China, the Communist Party that is the Democrats and their mutual enemy and Donald yeah. Trump and really anybody who had similar thoughts to that man. It's just all, all the forces kind of aligned at the right time to achieve uh, an, an end of mutual interest. And it's hard for me to ignore that. But if they if there was a plot to it, um, I, I haven't put a lot of thought to. Was that the end of the plot? Was it simply to get the outcome in 2020 that they wanted? Or is there something beyond that? And is what's beyond that the conditioning of people to think that this is crap before they unleash something that is, in yeah, fact, yeah. not crap? And we're all in a lot of trouble. On account well, of that's that. why this Russia thing is so coincidental, too. It's like uh, everything they did during the Trump administration. It's like and now we're we're going to have all this beef with Russia. 
they're, they're trying to validate their behavior. They're so cunning and they, they never forget. They have such a long memory like an elephant. They're trying to validate their behavior uh, during the, uh, towards Russia during the Trump administration. And, and they're not just going to they're not just going to drop it like we thought they were going to drop the Russian narrative. You want to talk it's about like, it all being coordinated? Like, was that part of it? Was the was the Russia gate the priming to the NPC mind uh, mind to hate Russia such that, that when that when this dropped a few years later, they would all be on board like I don't mind paying five bucks for gas to stick it to Putin. That's what we right, have to right. do to rid because the world Putin of this evil. Putin released this bioweapon that killed my grandma or whatever. Or, or the, Putin the elected the bad must be orange true. man. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, so, it's so strange. It's like um, burning the house down of your ex-lover like 20 years after you break mm. up or something. It's These, like, get over it. Go out with somebody else. There are a lot of things that align. And of course, I'm just kind of just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. This is not necessarily my sincere opinion because to successfully pull this off would require such an unbelievable amount of organization and foresight for how all of these developments would play out that I I have a hard time believing that's exactly what we're watching, but it is maybe we're going to be replaying this episode in 20 years. A lot of foresight on these two geniuses. Oh, it's not us. I'm I'm saying the foresight of the people running the plot. That's no, but we saying. called this. I like I wanted it documented in some kind of, you know, for posterity. That I said <laughs> that there was going to be this bioweapon thing that's blamed on Russia. It's happening. It's going to. Oh, you're next. talking about what we're about to face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it seems it seems really obvious. Like huh. this is it's all coming together for me. This is Yassin or something. Uh, do you think Muslims and conservatives in the U.S. could cooperate to combat the seemingly unstoppable tidal wave of wokeness, feminism, race theory, and that sort of madness? You know, talk to me three years ago. I would have kicked you in the nuts. But today I'm like, bring it on. Let's, I'm ready for this Muslim alliance. I mean, not me because I'm a woman, but like, you know, um, my, my type. Are we way too far on the opposite end of the pendulum? Um, yes. Does that mean that I'd be willing to align with people who are way too far on the other side of that pendulum? Uh, no, I, I'm out. I'm out yeah. on the Muslim Alliance, but. Oh, well, why not? I mean, if you think about what are, what are the worst issues facing the country right now? Well, the best I can say toward this, this, this unlikely alliance. It's what we talk about where it's like, okay, if you have to accept the premise of authoritarianism, would you rather have one that's more aligned with the truth or one that's absolutely insane? And I think the authoritarianism that's happening in the United States is one of total denial of reality. Men and women are the same thing uh, and, and other such nonsense. Yeah. That doesn't mean that I think that Islamic fascism is perfectly aligned with reality but it's probably closer to some fundamental truths like, about men what if we can get but, like a little islamo fascism in this country like a my drop point is it. no fascism just I'm a just, little I, just a just a little but fascism. i understand i understand that there are probably elements of the current authoritarian rise in the u.s that are arguably at least pieces more insane than than muslim authoritarianism elsewhere they're both insane to me don't get me wrong i don't want either but I do have to start questioning, well, if you have to have an iron-fisted strongman, isn't it better if he understands that men and men are men are men and women are women? Maybe is that of, of some value? They're right about some things. Richard Spencer's punchable face. Why are women attracted to bad boys as a reluctant member of the kind? 
but boring guys club. Is there a way to emulate the attractive qualities of bad boys without actually having to be one? Hmm. Something tells me there's more to it than working out or having a criminal record. From a biological standpoint, uh, women want that that warrior type gene because those men have more potent and faster sperm, better motility, better total sperm count. It's straight it's up. It's about true. the agility of the sperm cells. That's what it's about. Yeah, totally. Wow. Of course. And then there are physical. It's like liking a woman who's young and fertile and has like hot tits and like a great ass. Those are signs of fertility that like you mm. can stick it in her and you guys will have a baby. You don't know why you're attracted to her. That's why women want to bone all these motorcycle guys because they just have these big balls filled with viable sperm. So if you want to uh, if you want to emulate those things, I don't know. I kind of treat women like shit, I guess. <laughs> but he wants to do it. He wants to do it for good. And I treat women like shit for good. <laughs> well, um, the, I gather this is probably more of a question for you than it is for me. But if I were to try to extract what is valuable that women are attracted to out of quote unquote bad guys or you know, potentially morally corrupt guys, it's an assertiveness. It's, it's a certain leadership. It's a fa- it's the fact that I don't care what other people tell me to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. And that can be used for morally square reasons, or it can be morally corrupt. But I think if you want to pull out what's good about that, it's you live your life according to your own terms. Now it's up to you to define those terms for good and to lead women to that good. Yes, and don't don't engage in any decision making based on the emotional whims of a woman. Yeah, that would be a mistake in pretty much every. <laughs> like she's sad about something, like, you know, put your arm around her and stuff and let her cry on you, but don't actually give a fuck. Key. Don't care. Yeah. Don't start Well, caring. do you give the impression that you give a fuck or do you not? Give her 5 minutes, you know. Okay. There's a timer. Dan, trucker convoys (laughs) seem to be working as a tool to pressure governments. They also create risks of retaliation, as we saw in Canada. Do you think truckers boycotting deliveries to cities or states would be a safer, cheaper and effective alternative? Hmm. Um, I mean, they're going to have to. I don't think they have much recourse besides this. I don't know if it's safer. They're going to they're going to face some kind of repercussions from this, but they should still do it. Hmm. I think there's something to be said. We've had a few conversations uh, with some people and I, I, I sympathetic to the point. Um, do the truckers, uh, especially in Canada where they're being f- forcibly vaccinated, do they have a valid point? But even in the U S where they're just pro freedom and they want to expand the values of freedom, do they have a valid point? Yes. But who's the target of that valid point? Yeah. Um, and this is probably a criticism for the people that uh, that shut down the bridge. Or if you did something like this, where you just stopped delivering to, private citizens in a city that you don't like is that the proper target for your action what if because the, generally speaking those those well some might and some might not be those individuals that you are targeting some of them are just people who actually probably agree with you right and are facing punishment from you for probably no good reason um but it's the, the criticism- old Ted Kaczynski thing. Would anybody have read his manifesto if he didn't blow a few people up? <laughs> I guess my only question is, could you be a little more targeted with the action and focus on the people that are actually doing the abusing, which is government? What if? How? How? Well, I suppose maybe if you're a trucker that has like a government contract and you refuse to fill those or something like that. They'll just take it from I mean, the I, people. I understand that that not everybody is in a position to do that, but. But at some point, I think we have to 
we all have uh, a common beef or a common enemy, I suppose, in overreaching state powers. And if we could all just combine to punish them, I think we'd be more effective, number one, but probably win more hearts and minds, number two. It's it's when you're just kind of going after people randomly almost. Yeah. It's it's harder for them to be sympathetic to your point. I don't know. But just blowing up one postal worker. Just one <laughs> postal worker. You, you truckers need to read the manifesto and get with the old Ted K program. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, obviously, I think that this stuff is net positive, that we're so far, we're going so far off in the anti-freedom direction that even if it's not perfect, pushing back on that and reminding ourselves of our fundamental values is more important than being perfectly precise with our etiquette. But I just don't want to... I don't want to lose sight of those of those moral truths, too. It's like not that truckers are burning down buildings or doing anything of the sort that we saw in the summer of love in 2020, where you had billions of dollars of damage. But those people thought that they were morally justified in, in targeting who they targeted too. they thought yeah. that their belief in systemic racism and policing justified their actions against random shop owners and things like that. Uh, and I, I don't want anything to do with that, even though I think that that this cause is more truthful and more morally square than the Black Lives Matter nonsense. Just going after random people to punish them. Uh, it is. It's a slippery slope. It's a thing that you I, I just want to be very wary of that. It, it's not it doesn't always lead to the outcome that you want, and it doesn't necessarily win people over either. Yeah. Uh, Caden Caden Lear says, if you were not involved with the news as part of your work, how much time would you actually dedicate to keeping up with it? Tie in question. Is it better to be ignorant and happy or unaware or aware and depressed relating to the news? Uh, Before I had a job that was directly related to the news, I still was an avid news consumer. So that's just I've always enjoyed politics and news just personally. So I I would still make you depressed. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but but it's like anything else. It's like the conversation we had about the Internet earlier. You have to be willing to you have to be able to separate off those pieces of your life. Like the (laughs) Internet, the Internet is a thing I do for X amount of time a day. Then I turn it off and I'm with my family or I'm doing something active or I'm doing something else. And if if you are a slave to the news cycle, if you can't turn away from it, you're definitely going to have a miserable life. You have the average person cannot compartmentalize. Got to. It's a key no, but, part but, of discipline. But you can't, but a lot of people are totally incapable of doing it. I mean, it's, a, it's a certain personality characteristic that is absent in the majority of the population for obvious reasons. Mm. You know, it's very common in sociopaths. They're excellent at compartmentalization. <laughs> what are you saying? I don't know. You might be a psycho. Uh, I'm just no. saying. Just got to, you set up, this is the time I do this. That time is over. Now I go do that. And don't no, let those it, overlap. Don't be on your phone no. all the time and checking. No, no, no. But it, mentally, how do you do that? That That's not just like a discipline. Um, Part of it for me is an active effort at discipline. Part of it is a natural inclination. I'm such a person of habit that I, I just fall into them. But I, it, I have to actively design those habits so that they're mostly in a healthy trajectory. I have right. my vices that I enjoy, but... Someone just said wisdom is sorrow. <laughs> Truer words have never been spoken. Yeah. Maybe That's they true. are. Maybe, uh, maybe you're right. Mr. Charles, Mr. Charlie, do all the major companies pulling out of Russia implicitly indicate support for genocide in China? Or does this cultural business boycott set the course for businesses to pull out of China? Um, 
I don't know. I, I understand why people are um, expecting an invasion in Taiwan and why they think that these are closely related geopolitical events. But I think it remains to be seen how this actually plays out on the world stage. I think that we're engaging in a lot of supposition about a, a Russian-China alliance. Hmm. Uh, does pulling out of Russia implicitly mean that you're you're supporting what's happening in China? Well, I think it does imply that you consider what Russia is doing to be worse than what's happening in China because you haven't yeah, drawn that line. Yeah. Um, do I think that they're thinking that through that philosophically? No, it's just this is the current... This is the current thing to support on social media. And everybody's putting social pressure on me to support this thing right now. And for for whatever reason, we never have that same pressure coming from China. Even though, to me, it's logical. If you oppose, what argument could you make to say, I oppose what Russia is doing to Ukraine, but I don't oppose all sorts of things that are happening in China? What what logical argument could be posed? Yeah. I can't even think of one. It's just... This is the thing. This is the social media thing right now. But for whatever, why doesn't China ever become the social media thing? Is it just because they have too too broad of a business interest? I don't know. Or why? My love and respect for the Chinese grows every day. <laughs> They're very good at maintaining uh, a positive reputation or at least people being quiet about their reputation where it counts. How Just do they do that? Incredible social order through uh, an, an absolute authoritarianism where people fear the government. Yeah. I think that to do that, you just, you just kind of have to kill people in mass. Is that the uh, only way? Yeah, I can't deny that they're effective with that. I just uh, I would question the morality of their methods. That's all I would say. And I, I wouldn't suggest yeah. adopting them. But I can, from afar, like get some warm fuzzies just from looking at their their method of control. Uh, no, I, I I definitely don't agree. <laughs> Will but, says, but you can admire if you'd like. <laughs> I, I don't want to emulate, but I do want to admire from afar. Uh, if we were in the situation of the people in Ukraine, would you be willing to take up arms to defend your country or government? Well, I don't know. It depends on what kind of Ukrainian I was. Am I a Ukraine, a Ukrainian where I, I speak Russian and I live next to the Russian border and I never really wanted to be Ukrainian in the first place? No. Um, do I hate Russians and I'm fiercely independent and I support the Ukrainian government? Yes. Are there a lot of people in between? Yes. I, I That's an impossible question to answer. I'm going to just accept the premise that I'm one of those Ukrainians that um, has no ties to Russia, sees this as Russian aggression. Um and 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 fits into that box. And if that was the case, if we had a foreign power uh, invade and and try to install some government, take out our leadership, tell me what to do, I would hope that I have the courage to do that sort of thing. Um, that I'd like to sit here and tell you, yeah, hundred percent. I'm out on the street and I'm fighting from the comfort of my own seat right now. That's what I would say I would do. I just when things get that real, you know, you, you get into a fight or flight mentality i hope that if that day comes yeah. for me i have the integrity and and the fortitude and the bravery to choose correctly and to fight yeah um yeah i just don't i don't want to be that kind of guy who sits from the comfort of a desk like this and says oh yeah i would do all this shit yeah. i would go out and rambo and just you know wreck them all i hope that i would have the courage and the the skills necessary to do what's right and um and that's all i could say about that this is Knight 
Grass, uh, Blonde and Matt, I actually did a little, I perused her Instagram for the first time in a long time in, in preparation of this question. What do you think of Michaela Peterson getting engaged for the second time to a tall, lean, lady boy looking fellow? Shouldn't be, marriage be for life uh, when a child is in the picture? Under what circumstances is it okay for couples with a child to divorce and remarry? Generally, never. Um Except, I mean, I'm Catholic, so I just think like almost in any circumstance, you should just try to work it out. In situations where I would get divorced, if my husband was beating me up or banging somebody else. Now, I have no evidence that that is what was happening in her marriage. She hasn't talked about it. Her husband, her ex-husband seems like a perfectly nice guy. Um, I did look at pictures of this new guy and like he's super faggy, like <laughs> like <laughs> strong homosexual it, vibes. But yeah. he also used to be hella fat, so it might just be like him like, look how hot I am now or whatever. I don't know fuck all about their relationship. I don't know either of them, so I can't I can't opine on this. But like I was also reading all the caption and it's like, I've never known love like this before. It's like you were married and you had a child with your husband. So like why generally I think if people are talking a lot about their marriage on social media, that things are probably like not super great. I think that's probably a safe bet. And I can say personally in my own life, and I understand obviously what I do quote unquote professionally is posting on social media, but it's not really about my life personally. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. So as my, you, you could draw a very simple chart. There's an inverse relationship, satisfaction <laughs> with life and general achievement increase yeah. posts about my personal life on social media. Decrease. decrease. I didn't even post wedding pictures or pictures of my baby. Cause I don't yeah, care yeah. what those people think of my wedding or my baby. Exactly. Cause if you think about it, like when do you need to tell the world that you're with somebody that's super great when you feel like they're not good enough for you or yeah, you need you validation, like you're making a mistake and you need validation. Yeah, Otherwise why bother? Yeah. I don't, I don't give, I, I'm perfectly satisfied with my family situation and I'm very thankful for it. I don't give a rat's ass what someone else thinks about it, but to I do point, that on Instagram sometimes though, just cause I want people to know that I married somebody really tall, <laughs> but that's because I need the validation. Yeah. Uh, to the, to the question, to the heart of the question about, when divorce should be acceptable. I, I'm really with you on, on those premises. Um, and, and, but my commitment to my wife, uh, especially now that there is a child involved, I mean, it, it really is a commitment to him. Yeah. And it's a commitment to him in that my commitment to her provides the best life for him as possible. And if I, I feel like if I, if I ever betrayed her, there's no way to betray her without betraying him. Betraying him. Exactly. Cause so you're, you're a, you're a functional family unit now. I have to, there is almost no circumstance. There's very little that she could ever do to me that that I would accept that because it's not that it's impossible, but under the very limited circumstances like you described, maybe. But in general, it, she and and I have to stay together because that's what provides best for him. And it's not and just I hate about when people are like, oh, well, do you want to have a relationship built out of obligation? Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, of course. <laughs> yes. Like relationships were way more functional when people married primarily for for monetary gain and, and status in society uh, they had way better marriages way lower divorce rates because it wasn't socially acceptable i mean just in general it's like yeah did people get trapped in bad marriages and stuff like that yeah yes but society was way way better when we when we had those social norms and that sense of obligation between men and women yeah and 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 where is that responsibility and that obligation do i love my wife yes does she know probably more about me than anybody in the world all my deepest darkest secrets yes is she my best friend yes is this okay. the person i would 
I would talk to about things I wouldn't ever talk to anybody else about. Yes, all of those things are present, but the point of our marriage is not just that kind of stuff. It's not, it's not, uh, it's, it's not about like personal jollies or something like that. It's about providing the best home for that kid yeah. period. And you don't betray that under almost any circumstance. Oh yeah. Here are reasons that you should never get divorced because you fall out of love with the person Yeah, because you're not emotionally satisfied. Like this is the reason because you're not attracted to each other. These are all bullshit reasons to get divorced. Work it out. If your husband's beating the tar out of you, banging somebody else or if you're banging somebody else and beating on your husband yeah get divorced but like there are few reasons outside of that it, it can't just be like well we've we've fallen out of love and we have you know yeah that kind of bullshit we see the just, world differently it's yeah. who cares figure it out yeah. uh, but stuff is stan i hate all of you so much so when the dollar dies completely will bullets be the new form of currency yeah and cigarettes and toilet paper of course i, I have cigarette that's you know i keep talking about how do you store value? Where do you put a dollar to actually save the value that is that dollar? Cigarettes. That's no, one area. No, don't do that because they expire. If you're going to do that, uh, get tobacco, vacuum seal it. Okay. That's one area I hadn't thought of. Ammo, but silver? don't stockpile cigarettes. They get stale. Okay. Tobacco only, vacuum seal. What do I, what, what kind of tobacco do I get? Like chewing tobacco? No, what, like I... tobacco that you can roll cigarettes with. What kind of degenerate are you? I don't know. I, I'm a very, uh, I've never even taken a drag of a cigarette. I'm not a great tobacco mind. I know Seriously, nothing about it. you know, it. if cigarettes didn't kill you, I would smoke. I would. Hmm. I couldn't say. I can't stand the smell of it secondhand, but there must be something I'm missing if you're actually doing the smoking. Mm. Krista the J. Convention of States update. After nine years, West Virginia passed its resolution in both houses in a single day, becoming the 18th state to pass Article 5 resolution. South Carolina likely to be the 19th with two votes to go, one in the Senate and one in the House to consent to the Senate amendment closer to the language in the other 18. However, Kansas House failed to meet the two thirds requirement of such legislation. That said... There was a rep who was personally against the resolution, but voted for it because her constituents urged her to, which raises the question, should this be the standard? If elected, do you revoke your view, quote unquote, in favor of the more popular constituent opinion? Okay, so this is update on the convention of state stuff, which is important to watch. We're still I think it's 35 states, something like that. Two thirds of states or is it three quarters? I can't remember. Uh, Three quarters of states. It's roughly uh, 35 states that need to sign on to this. So you're like halfway there. But two thirds to the uh, I I, I can't remember off the top of my head. It's it's one or the other. But uh, three fifths or uh, 35 would be closer to um, three quarters, would it not? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, wait, 15. No, I don't know. This is not the math hour. (laughs) Figure it out later. The question is really about um, about how a politician should handle a vote. Is it voting your view and your conscience or is it voting strictly for what your constituents want or maybe some combination of both? What should a proper politician do on any given issue? Is that a rhetorical question? That's, ser- that's what he's asking. And I could make an argument for either side of that. So I don't I don't know exactly where I stand. On the one hand, you are elected to represent the people who voted yeah. to put you there. And so if you go and do the exact opposite of what they want, well, you'll be voted out. On the other hand, there's a reason we don't have a direct democracy. And the reason for that um, is because we're supposed to put these one of the many reasons, but 
the reason I'm talking about it is we put these people in who are supposed to pay extra special attention to all of these things and kind of handle the day to day that your average person yeah. who's running a farm or running a business doesn't have to do. So I think um, with very l- minimal thought put to this, I'm going to say that that you should vote your view or your conscience, but that the the remedy for being way off base with your constituents is that you're voted out of office. That's the solution yeah. to that, that you're gone. I don't think that just because they tell you, you have to vote a certain way that you must, but you will be justifiably removed if you don't, if you don't uh, properly represent them. I can't opine on this. I'm going to sound like an idiot. Hmm. Do you have an inclination either way? No, not really. Hmm. Um, I don't think this is ever going to happen, so I'm I'm not taking too much of it. Well, it's not it's not necessarily about the convention of the convention of states specifically. It's just any issue. Let's say, like hypothetically, like should um, you be a a beacon of representation of your people? Right. Let's say you um, you represent the people of Coeur d'Alene, and in a hypothetical world, you are pro-choice. And everybody in, in Coeur d'Alene is pro-life. And you go to uh, Boise is the Idaho capital. Yeah. You go to the Idaho legislature and you cast your vote on some abortion legislation in a pro-choice way that is in direct opposition to your constituents. Do you think you as a, a state rep in Idaho have an obligation to vote for what your constituents want or should you vote for what you believe? Of course you should vote for what your constituents want. I mean, especially if you're talking about our way of life our government i mean this is a representational democracy uh clearly we we meant for the people that represent us to actually represent our will the majority will of the people Um, yeah i mean i agree with that premise but i just think the solution is that you're voted out of office not necessarily that you must do exactly as they tell you to do every single time yeah that's fine i don't know it's uh, anyway i would have a hard time not just doing what i want though yeah, I mean, uh, well, we're, I, I guess that's kind of my point is we're we're electing people that we not just people we agree with, but people we think have a certain character or a certain judgment capacity that um, is is requisite for that sort of position. I'm not just saying I agree with you on the issues. I'm saying I trust you to make good judgments on the decisions right. that come before you. Inevitably, there's going to be some disagreement on that. So I, I guess what I don't want is just like if if the role of politician is just I am a robot who does what the people program me to do. Why don't we just have actual robots cast the vote? Yeah, like what's the point true. of the person yeah. if not to actually exercise their own judgment ever? I see where you're coming from. Yeah. But in general, they should represent the the bulk of their constituents. Yeah. And if they don't, they'll they'll get the boot, which they should. Kitchen sink. During the time of the Civil War, individuals on both sides fought under their state banners and were primarily Virginians or Pennsylvanians or whatever and didn't think of themselves nationally. Since many states today are equally unworthy of loyalty as the feds, what do you think is the new small scale political identity people will claim if everything falls apart? Hmm. Um, I think people are going to. uh, They're going to stop falling under labels and it's going to be more like. uh, a necessity-based belief system, like you have a lot of guns and these people are farmers. It's going to be a skill-based set of morality. Ah, wait, set of morals? Yeah. yeah. What would the? How would those morals be divided? Like, what would be the difference in the morals between like gun guys or farmers? No, I mean, aren't all farmers going to be gun guys? They have to protect their food. There's going to be like a ninety-nine percent overlap with those people. <laughs> 
Okay, so who would be the diff? Like you're talking maybe white collar guys and farmers or something. It wouldn't even be. It, well, it's going to be a a fissure between urban elites, hmm. soft handed homosexual elites, <laughs> and uh, you know gun toting farmer types. We'll fall into natural camps. I don't know that we're going to call ourselves conservatives or liberals, but it's going to be a people who try to take your stuff and people that have to shoot other people to stop from their stuff being taken. That's really what, what is going to happen. Yeah. I, I, I agree that the, I don't know what the identities would be, but I, I certainly don't think it's going to break down on like traditional um, political entity lines, like a state or geographical yeah. lines. Agreed. Like a state. It's gotta be, it's going to be something that's more um, values based or more lifestyle based, something like that. Something we don't even have a concept for at present. I think I don't, it, it, it probably will be more lifestyle. Cause yeah, even if you, you think of a state, like, um, I don't take any given state. Most states have a really blue urban center yeah, and really red everything else. So it's like, even, even in Montana, there's the state of Missoula. Can we all unite under, or the city of Missoula, which is like the Portland of our state. And Bozeman is trending that way too. Um, can we all unite under the banner that is Montana or do we actually have the same fundamental disagreements that the rest of the country has in terms of uh, view of the individual view of government, all of those things. Yeah. All right. That, uh, that does it on the questions. Thank you guys for those. Uh, and I think uh, we'll just, we'll catch up with the chat and we will call it a night uh, over on D live miss mofo and LJ. Thank you guys for supporting the show over on tippy stream. Uh, I'm going to mispronounce this Bertolius Bertolius. We'll go with that. Tell me uh, what you think of my theory. A large portion of the homosexuality today is caused by or influenced by pornography. If you are, (laughs) I'll say this as sincerely as I can. If you are orgasming to men and women going at it soon enough, uh, Soon enough, those wires are going to get crossed a la Pavlovian response. Right. Okay. So I guess the theory is even if you're looking at heterosexual pornography, that because that involves the viewing of men in a sex act, that there's something inherently gay about that or something that, that I don't know. Maybe I, I don't really think that's, that's it. I don't know that there's a higher prevalence of homosexual, some homosexuality now than there was in the past. There were plenty of faggots in the past. It's just that people um, kept it under wraps because it wasn't socially acceptable. And then they ended up getting married and procreating. None the wise, you know, nobody was any the wiser. Yeah. It's possible that we have exactly the same number of homosexuals now that we did 200 years ago, 500 years ago, a thousand years, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've never thought about that theory that that pornography is part of uh, some kind of conditioning or grooming or something like that. Um I mean, can I, I certainly think it, it's probably part of um, a damage. It, it damages perception of or expectations of or just it just I think it just da- fundamentally damages the sexual relationships we all experience. Um, so could it actually change your orientation? I don't know. I haven't I haven't thought of, I've, I don't know that I've ever heard anybody describe that sort of effect, but maybe. I don't know that seeing a dude stick his dick in a woman's vagina just makes you want to put your own dick in a man's asshole, hmm. though. Seems kind of far-fetched. I don't know. 
I don't know, but uh, thank we you for We answered the, the important show. question. <laughs> for, for the Do you know what I got? I got an email from an endocrinologist today that said that our kids are going to be homosexuals because they were preterm birth. They were barely, okay, my kid was born one day before your kid. Did you know that? But uh, I'm yeah. classified as a preterm birth and you're not. Really? We were both right on the border? We're, wasn't Wasn't Calvin born at 37 weeks? Something like that. It was roughly three weeks early, yeah. Emmeline was 36 and six, and I had to go through all of this preemie shit huh. one day before term. Anyway, yeah. so I got this email from this endocrinologist like, your kid has got to be a dyke because this study showed blah, blah. I'm like, <laughs> like well, wait, oh my God. who emailed you? How did you get on this Supposedly, list? Supposedly, it was, it was um, I didn't put it in the Colin show questions because I, I couldn't respond to it because I don't know who emailed me, but it, it was oh, like signed an endocrinologist in I Santa see. Clara. I'm I, like, yes, I'm sure some endocrinologist that listens to our show is, is thought, going to tell me that my kid's going to be I thought you life. meant like your healthcare provider sent no. you that. It's it's possible that some like some programming happens late in pregnancy that that affects um, that affects this like, you know, but I just I just don't really believe that it happens in the last four seconds of pregnancy. I would be so disappointed. Oh well, God. we know we know how this turns out. And that is uh, it's it's trans uh, Muslim uh, lesbian is the is the destiny for your daughter. That's that's where she's at. Oh, I know. God, I will I will lose my mind. Rich <laughs> Mendelson said it's all the hormonal birth control in the water. You know, I used to think uh. that this was a huge problem, but as it so happens, it is a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of the endocrine disruption that you get from everyday chemicals, and it's not at all a problem if you filter your water through something like a Berkey. Huh. So I know that a lot of people think, but that that is actually not a huge source of endocrine disruption. Hormonal birth control in the water. All right. Uh, we'll just okay. catch up with YouTube. We'll call it a night. Eric Marley Blonde. Voting is flawed. Only participate in perfect systems. Procreation isn't a natural urge. Sex is. Rome fell by emperors trying to please too many and apathetic Romans. Zero-sum games hurt all. Uh, sex is a natural urge, but like you talk to a straight male and not just because they're trying to appease you, but like Ask Skag honestly what he, how he feels when he thinks about putting his dick in a butthole. I bet he's disgusted. <laughs> uh, I, I will pass. You're right. I'll, I'll pass. Yeah. I mean, the natural urge. I think women have way more fluid sexuality. I know like tons and tons of chicks that have like lesed out because they were bored or whatever. But like for dudes, I think it's pretty cut and dry. It's like that man's butt does nothing for me. Um, I don't think that that is nat naturally the state of heterosexual men that they're just like going to end up gay or something. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm with you in, uh, yeah, I'm with you in the concept. And I just want to stop terms, talking about putting it in butts. I have said that a lot <laughs> on the show. I talked a lot about man, butt, yeah. and then, uh, it's not just that voting is flawed and you should only participate in perfect systems. Voting is pointless because your vote does not matter because they will fix the election as they see fit. They've done it before. Our, our largest election, more people voted in, in this election than in American history. That That is probably true. Um, I mean, so what's the point? I'm not saying don't participate in flawed system. I'm saying don't participate in systems that are entirely broken. Why would you bother? Why bother? Um, Marbo says your response is great. That being said, I'm a real unicorn receiver. I have two phrases creatively for super chat. Pray for me aiming for purgatory. Best case scenario. Oh, I, I'm sorry. That must mean that you're like a 
giant fag? Is that what he said? Unicorn receiver? Is that... that is what he said. I've never heard that one. I I'll like pray that for term, you. though. I do love my gaze, I gotta say. Um, Holden Mulray. I tell you on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. <gasps> Oh no! But I say things all the time without thinking that me that in the stuff means nothing, and I reach an audience. Am I going to hell? Ugh. Uh, probably. I don't know. I'll see you there. I don't <laughs> think so. I, I don't we'll we'll still run the show. Pray for my immortal soul. Um, Aaron Zuniga, can we get the cameras out and win war ever like we used to? Uh, I'm not exactly sure what you mean. Get the cameras out to in, in and in the context of what war, the current culture war or uh, Russia Ukraine or what are we talking? I think about that here? I I read this like it's on the ground journalism efforts. Yeah. Hey, uh, maybe. a lot of that's still going on. I mean, I don't I don't think that that's done. I think that that's I don't know. I mean, I feel like everything. I'm like I'm seeing all these pictures of this bombed maternity ward today, mm-hmm. and I just feel like this could be fake. Uh, right well a lot of things could or could not there's a lot of footage that has been shown to be old and not real there's a lot of footage that has been confirmed through geolocation and other date confirming aspects of the footage so i i wouldn't say that every you should assume everything you see is fake um but at the same time of course you, have you to, should you right? have to question everything that you that you see as well uh. and it, it's it's an extremely difficult uh time to get good quality information um thunderstorm hi i guess i'm considered a bad guy i'm just virtuous and honorable and that comes with saying no good night everybody <laughs> sounds like you've got a low sperm count thunderstorm i'm just joking um <laughs> jonathan morgan stern no no thank you sir thanks for supporting the show appreciate it uh we are all set let me just check up on uh on tippy stream one last time and we will uh be all finished up we are good and we will call it there. Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. As always, very much appreciated. Uh, if you'd like to find anything show-related, you want to listen back to segments of the show you may have missed, or you want to send us an email for next week's show, or you want to find um, just the Sunday show or whatever, it's all on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. Find it all there. And we will be back on Sunday with um, whatever happens between now and then. Take Place your bets now on, on what the price of gas will be. Eight bucks, nine bucks, ten bucks, who knows? We'll figure it out then. Good night.